4: listening to
5: Fox Sports Radio. 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 Oh, good evening, everyone. That is us. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Marty Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. I should tell you, for hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Nevion. Nevion tankless water heaters provide endless hot water for spotlight comfort. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com and save hundreds with local rebates. That's
6: tanklessmadesimple.com. How you doing tonight, Torres? You're excited to have me. Admit it. I, I listen. Plank's the man. Yeah. I, I, he filled in for me the other day, and I appreciate everything that he does uh, filling in for me when I'm out of town. Yeah, you guys I'm... take a lot of time off, you two guys. First of all, Chris Plank yeah. is the face of the softball World Series <laughs> right now. Okay, He's calling the Oklahoma games. He's calling Westwood One. So don't you disrespect Chris Plank in this wow. time slot. Wow, look at you sucking up And secondly, up just because you haven't taken a vacation in 10 years does yeah. not mean that I shouldn't be able to go sit out in the sun. Have a cold beverage just because Arnie Spanier wants to sit in the snowdrifts of Vermont. Wow. Uh, well, it's going to it's gonna be 93
5: degrees here tomorrow. I want you to know that. <laughs> is it really? It is. It's going to be 93. I'm going to get out. It's going to be our one day of summer, so I'm uh, yes. I'm going to go ahead and get on out. But we have a lot to get to. It is a Sunday. And yes, big things going on because the fight just started. I have it on. The Mayweather-Paul fight. So if I do get distracted, I, and I know that's bad radio, but I, I really want to see what's going on here. I thought it was supposed to start uh, in our second hour. They said about midnight Eastern, so I'm not sure if the undercard went quicker than they thought. I got to tell you, though, this Logan Paul, he looks cut, and I don't think someone told him that this is an exhibition because he's
6: boxing like his life is on the line, to be honest with you, you know? So what I will say really quick, I yeah, had this conversation yeah. with producer Bo last night on our show. I'm not saying he's going to win. Right. But a couple— well, he can't—well, yeah, he, maybe win, maybe not, knock I don't out. know. Yeah, yeah, So here's my thing. Yeah. He was a state champion wrestler in high school. Yeah. So it's not as though he's not an athlete. Yeah, but it's the other one that's the better boxer, though, right? Oh uh, Yeah, Jake Paul, yeah. My, okay. my good friend. I interviewed him one time, and I call him my friend now. But anyway, <laughs> people have picked up boxing in their 20s. I'll give you an example. I grew up in Connecticut. There was a fighter named Lawrence Clay Bay who was like a prison guard. You can look this up. And he picked up boxing, and he ended up in the Olympics. Now, he oh, wasn't wow. a world champion, but but people have picked up boxing later in life. You don't have to be Floyd Mayweather and be born into it, be in the gym with mitts on at six, seven, eight years old. So d- does that mean that Logan Paul is the next great fighter in the history of no. the world? No, but <laughs> is it inconceivable that somebody at 20, 21, 22, that's a great athlete already, could pick up boxing? I don't think it's that crazy.
5: Now, you weren't around when, as Birdie made a... Uh, 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 added about Muhammad Ali uh, taking out a Japanese sumo wrestler. I also remember George Foreman boxing five rounds. Each round, he boxed a different person and the opponent got harder and harder as they got to the fifth round. And, you know, they had some fun with it. There's there's no fun being here. There's no clowning around and, you know, putting your hands down and spinning your arm around like a cartoon or something. They're, they're in it. And I got to tell you, Mayweather looks serious and and, and and I got it. I'm, I'm telling you now as I'm watching it, he has taken a beating from Logan Paul that I don't think he's taken in 44 years. Um, he had his hands up and he was covering himself up, but that's something I didn't expect. He was taking shot after shot at Mayweather. Finally,
6: saying to himself, "Wow, I'm 44 years old, and this kid's uh, hit me pretty hard there." Wow. Well, and that was the other element of this too. Logan Paul is. Not quite literally half his age, but just about literally half his age. He's got about a 5-inch height. How old is of, he? He's 26. Wow. 26, six, six foot one. Floyd is 5'8".
5: And he is cut. I mean, this kid is cut. There's no if ands, or buts about it, too.
6: Yes. And so... So, uh, you know, you got to give us the play-by-play here. You can be our Jim Lampley or Yeah, our, I don't know if I'm uh, allowed to exactly – now, it is an exhibition, and I don't know if
5: I'm allowed to give you play-by-play, but that kind of caught me off guard. Now, yes, he was hitting Floyd, but Floyd was covering himself up, but I've never seen Floyd so vulnerable like that before
6: in my life, to be honest, you know. Never in his life, not once? Well, the guy's 50-0, and 0, Aaron. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's had you know, some tough rounds. I, I guess
5: maybe I wasn't expecting it from some amateur is what I'm saying then, I guess. And here's a guy that, I mean, my goodness, he's just stepping into the ring like someone like you and I, it seems like, and he's out there boxing. So they just started the second round. I'll, I'll keep you updated, but um, I, I am telling you, as, as what I could see, Floyd's got the look on his face like this is a real fight, and he's not playing around now. He's he's trying to find a way to knock this guy on his butt. By the way, Logan Paul looks so much taller than him. I, I don't is? know what...
6: Like three, four, five inches? I don't even know, man. He's, he like towers over the guy, you know? Well, it is about five and a half inches. Uh, no no wow. weird pun intended. <laughs> Listen, he, is, he does have a five and a half inch height advantage, to be abundantly clear for people right. that are driving around. So, Keep us updated. Now I'm intrigued. We can't get it, uh, unfortunately, in the studio. I probably shouldn't say that. That's bad radio, but we can't. <laughs> so I need your updates uh, as. I'm surprised you guys couldn't get it illegally streaming. Not that I uh, condone anything
5: like that, but, you know, you guys are like the king of just uh, figuring out how to stream this thing illegally. I paid for it. I'm like, I've got to see it. I want to see this about. But I will say this as I'm watching it, both fighters, and they did come out a little hesitant, kind of, you know, J- uh, uh, Logan Paul, I was going to call him Jake Paul. Logan Paul winking at the camera and stuff like that. But there is no clowning around. And Mayweather's in his boxing form. He's, you know, like, if, if, if I didn't tell you anything about this fight, Aaron, and you weren't a big boxing fan you would just say, wow, this is going to be a good fight. One guy's a lot bigger. You would you would think that this is a real fight, I guess, is what I'm saying. You would not think that this was an exhibition or anything like that.
6: Well, as I'm following along on Twitter, what you're saying is not inaccurate. Uh, Skip Bayless said Floyd lost the first round. Uh, <laughs> Cole Kublik, who's a buddy of mine who works at the other network, great college football voice, he said, most work I've seen from Floyd Mayweather in the first round in a decade through maybe 10 punches total – Logan Paul goes nuts with ten seconds left. No damage, but I'll give him credit for working. So everybody that is tuned into the fight kind of has the same reaction as you. Is like this is getting pretty serious right now. So. Well,
5: you know, you know what? It's, it's it's an exhibition until you know you could have an exhibition playing basketball or something like that. But once you get hit in the face and you're fifty and 0, um, all of a sudden it's not so fun anymore. It's not an exhibition, and you're not thinking about all the money that is um, paid to you. And by the way, this this guy Logan Paul, he's. He's got, what did they say, 5 billion YouTube hits? That's insane. It is. That's absolutely insane. So there's a lot of people watching this one way or the other, whether they paid for it or they're getting illegal streaming, you know?
6: Oh, oh, exactly and it was really funny because we were uh doing our normal shift. I, I work on Saturdays with you for people who are not familiar with who I am or what I do. And this was like like I I pushed you didn't really you know, you didn't really resist necessarily, but I said like we need to talk about this. There's going to be yeah. more people watching this fight and this is no disrespect. This isn't a shot at the NBA. There's more people are watching this fight than I guarantee are going to watch uh, any NBA game until the NBA finals oh, at the very I, least. You're so. right about that. By the way, second
5: round just ended. I'll give it 10-9 Paul, but I I mean, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I'm, I'm You know, I'm turning my head. I'm talking to you. I'm talking into the microphone. Do you want me to just take so, over from here? The yeah, show well, might I'd sound just, a little bit better. I'll put that as a question mark. I'll still give it 10-9 poll, but if everybody's like the way I am, it, it's two rounds to nothing, uh, Logan Paul. But we'll get to that. I'll keep you updated. I know you guys are interested. Uh, you want to be part of the show, of course, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. And if you're watching the show, uh, excuse me, you're watching the fight and listening to the show, um, tell us how you scored. also. We'll see if we have it the same way. Well, let's start with Game 7 between the Mavs and the Clips. I knew, remember yesterday I said, Lucas going to have to score 44 points for them to win. He scored 46. And, and they really didn't come close. I knew there was going to be a problem because he was on fire in the first quarter. And it was only like a three-point differential. They had a three-point lead. I go, well, they should at least be up by double digits. Um, they made a run to start the second half off. But overall, the Clippers were a better team. I give Dallas uh, great props for making a run at this thing and you know taking the first couple of games. But the Clippers were the better team. Uh, and by the way, a uh, play uh, Paul George, not a great game. If they would have lost this game, think what we'd be saying about him right now. Uh, 22 points, but 10 came at the foul line. Uh, a very uh, subpar game for him. What did you think about it today?
6: So I, I did think... Um... Obviously, Kawhi was awesome. Obviously, Luka ran out of a little bit of gas, and that's not to say that he played badly, but like it was, and he doesn't have enough help around him, and that's probably, as you peel back the layers of this game, one of the conversations is how do you get more talent around him, but I want to ask you, Arnie, um, one thing that I feel like we've talked about a lot over the last year and a half When this Clippers team was put together, the big talk was, "Oh, they're they're, they're the you know the Lakers are are the flash and the glamour of L.A. and they're they're the 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 street guys, the tough guys, the whatever." And we haven't seen that. Remember, it was Patrick Beverly and uh, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and we haven't seen not only a physical toughness about them, but a mental toughness either. And so. As they advance in these playoffs, do you think this could potentially be the springboard to a bigger run? Is it a one, one off? They're just going to go to the second round like last year and not advance? Did, did you see something these last two games kind of mentally and physically, a toughness that wasn't there, that gives you confidence going forward or was just Dallas just run out of gas?
5: Well, I mean, I, I was impressed with Kawhi. I mean, the three-pointers he hit in game six and then um, scoring the 28 here in game seven. He wasn't going to let his team fail here. I, I think they could still make a run. It's probably going to end up being the Clippers and the Nets in the finals. At least that's what the NBA wants to have. I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, look, Kawhi Leonard had a mental and physical toughness when he's won a couple of championships. So, uh, And I wouldn't say that the rest of the players don't. Paul George is going to be the X factor here. Agreed. If he has subpar, uh, subpar games, they won't win the championship. They'll have enough to get to the championship, but they won't be Brooklyn... Maybe go ahead and hold up a, a caveat here. That's if James Harden is 100%. I don't even know what to think of him. He's not going to be ready for game two. I don't even think he'll play in the damn series if, if Brooklyn gets out to a two game to nothing lead. Well, I was going to say, do you need him to play after No, I game don't one? think you
6: do. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and, you know, I don't want to make this a Brooklyn show. You and I talked about it last night. People can yeah. go listen on the podcast. But uh, I, I still think Brooklyn, even without James Harden, maybe the team to beat I mean who else I like the Clippers but this was a team that we thought was going to make multiple NBA finals slash championship caliber runs when they came together now we're applauding them that they got out of the first round of the playoffs by the way in a series that they tanked to get into and so so we don't need to make it about Brooklyn at this particular second but what I would say is I'm really curious what happens, uh, really, to open that Utah series on Tuesday because from my perspective, I want to see can they carry momentum? Was this one-off? Did Luka run out of gas? Did Luka just not have enough talent around him? What was the deal? Because to me, this could go one of two ways. This could be the real turning point where, oh, my goodness, maybe this team is starting to become that championship-caliber team that we were hoping they could be, or on the flip side, is it possible that they were just overrated, they caught the right team in the right round?
5: All right, you want to get in real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. They just finished the third round. Mayweather did tag uh, Logan Paul right on the chin and didn't drop him. Didn't drop him at all. Believe me, he wasn't holding back. I think I would give Floyd that round. So um, 10-9, if that's the way we're going to score, two rounds to one uh, in favor of Mayweather. They're going to get ready for round number four. We'll see what happens there, but... My goodness, man. They're they're throwing some haymakers, no doubt about that. Authentic what? Allen says, who care if the fight has more viewers than the NBA? It's a one time event, you goofball. Guess what? It will have more viewers than the NHL. Playoffs, MLB, and PGA. What's your point? Stop hating. Hopefully Mayweather kicks Paul's
6: butt. Uh, for the NBA. Uh, another, doesn't look like that right now, to be honest with you. Another completely irrelevant, unimportant comment from <laughs> Authentic Allen. I did think this from Trucker Joe is interesting, though. He, he says, Stink Genius Aaron Torres, how can anyone be winning any rounds if there's no judges, there's no clear winner, yeah. and will end it a-, a great point, Trucker Joe. Great point. There, For people who do not know, this is a true exhibition. No one's hand gets raised. If this goes the distance and no one ends up on the canvas, right. no one's hand gets raised at the end. Uh, there is no uh, weird scorecard. That judge saw it this way. So to Trucker Joe's point, uh, yes. Uh, Aaron, I, I, how much are they getting paid for this? Do you know uh, each person? I, I don't, I don't even really know. I saw some crazy stat that couldn't be true where it was something <laughs> like Floyd Mayweather had like— Twenty million guaranteed up front before anything. Oh, I believe that. And, but no, no. But then it was like Logan Paul got two hundred fifty k, and so no, that's no, what I'm no, saying. I can't no, no. believe he that. he had to get more than that. It was, yeah, he's he had to be in the millions. And I'm
5: talking like five, ten million. No, no doubt about that. And I'm sure, yeah, they get a percentage of the pay per view and all
6: that stuff. There. Here's all right. This yeah. is what <laughs> you know. You know who tweeted this out? It's no. per. So, some VP of marketing said this, but this is from Jordan Belfort's official Twitter account. You know who Jordan Belfort is? No. The Wolf of Wall Street. The real-life Wolf of Wall Street. Really? He tweeted via another account, Floyd Mayweather gets $10 million guaranteed plus 50% of pay-per-view sales. Logan Paul gets 250000 guaranteed plus 10% of pay-per-view sales. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, but how much is pay-per-view sales? That's the, that's the key question there. I mean, would you—I mean, I— 100 million I don't know but yeah I guess yeah, yeah. I guess it's going to be a lot of money but 250,000 guaranteed when the other guy's getting 20 million Seems, wow. like, seems like a pretty – and I know he's the boxer or whatever, but let's be honest. It's not as though Logan Paul isn't bringing a fair share of the audience to this fight. That's true. So. That is true. All right,
5: we got a lot to get to. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. Coming up next, we got a little bit into the NBA. Julio Jones has a new team. Buck Rising, the Titans reporter. Uh will stop on by. How does this affect things in the AFC and for
0: the Super Bowl? That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right.
5: Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. They're in the sixth round, Torres. Uh, I have it three rounds to two in favor of Mayweather. That's not official, of course, obviously, because I'm doing the show. I can't watch everything, though. Logan Paul is tiring out. He's Got his hands down a couple of times. Um, he certainly looks winded. Mayweather doesn't look winded, even at 44 years old. And let me tell you something, Mayweather, he's taken a few shots, but he's given a few shots back. I think he's ready to try to knock the Logan Paul out. I think he's going to be embarrassed if he doesn't do that, you know?
6: We were watching it uh, backstage, backstage, in the, st- in the back studio, in, in the break. And the way you described it, I mean, you really are just a young Howard Cosell slash Al Bernstein, because <laughs> that was exactly how I saw it, too is that Floyd, Uh, you could tell that Logan Paul's starting to run out of juice here. Yeah. And Floyd is, is going for some kill shots, which is not uh, anyone who's ever watched oh. Floyd Mayweather. That's not how he fights. So,
5: Well, first of all, he could take kill shots against people like you, me, and uh, Logan Paul. But he's... um. Upset. Uh, he's got his game face on. Is that fair to say? He's he's not out there like taking his hand and swinging it around and throwing the other hand and you know clowning around. He's. He's serious. I don't know if he got a shot earlier. I think it was in the first or second round. He took a shot, and I think he realized at that point this kid's got something. And Logan Paul took a couple
6: of shots and did. didn't really flinch yet. You know? Yeah. Well, as you you know, I mean, he does have forty. He does have forty pounds on Floyd Mayweather. I mean, it'd be like if you if I tried to punch you, you know, you you got a few extra lbs around the waist. Yeah, but and but, so. but Mayweather's an expert. Let's be honest. You know yes. what I mean? Come on. He's you, the. You are an expert, expert in nothing. That of is course. very true. That is very true. So. Well, and people want to
5: know if you and I are ever, ever going to get into the ring. you know. So I've had boxing
6: experience. You don't want
5: to get in the ring with me. They
6: pay me $10 million. I will take a <laughs> swing at you. I'll, I'll take a swing at you for way less than $10 million. I'll
5: tell you that oh, much. I love that. You want to get in. You want to be part of the show. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. Uh, hopefully we'll get a hold of Buck Rising. We'll try to go ahead and effort him. Uh, Julio Jones goes to the Titans. And I'm not kidding around. Congratulations to the Titans. Um, you are now right up there with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'd say uh, maybe even congratulations Congratulations that you're going to the Super Bowl. What a great move it is to pick up Julio Jones. And I obviously we have to see how much he has left in the tank. But they needed another wide receiver, a big-time one, a
6: weapon. They're going to pay a lot of it. They didn't have to give him a first-rounder. Uh, I love this move by the Titans. Well, I love the move. I, I mean, I, I know you're doing the Arnie Spanier get get a, get too far ahead of yourself thing by saying that uh, they're they're competing with the Chiefs now. I, I don't know that I believe that, but here's what I will say: Oh, so they are. What do you mean? The uh, what? <laughs> they're, 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 the
1: they're Chiefs numbers. have made
6: three straight AFC Championship games. They got Patrick Mahomes. Okay, well, right now they're the second best team in the AFC. But go ahead, I'm listening. I'm, well, I'm listening and to what the said. argument that I would use is that we now live in a world where only one team gets a bye on wild card weekend. And you look at the division that the Titans are playing in, don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play, Urban Meyer, Jacksonville, rookie quarterback, and also Indianapolis, do we really trust Carson Wentz? And so I bring all that up to say the division sets up where they they will have a legitimate chance to get the number one seed, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and as we know, with full fans in the stands, that's going to be a big deal next year. Do I think they're better than the Chiefs? I don't. You know why, Arnie? Because there's a big difference between Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill, and that's why I'd still. I don't want to say I don't want to poo-poo the 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 victory parade for Titans fans, but on the flip side, I don't know that I trust uh, Ryan Tannehill, no matter how much talent he has around him.
5: Well, first of all, I can understand why you think that Kansas City is the favorite. I'm okay with that. But two, the Titans are at least the second-best team in the AFC. And matter of fact, if we're going to talk about all of football, they're probably the second-best team in the NFL right now, or at least the second favorite to go to the Super Bowl behind Kansas City. I think they're more of a favorite than any team in the NFC right now, even the Packers, who were so unsure about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a tremendous move. This is what they're lacking. Uh, now they can go ahead and do a lot of play action. Matter of fact, I want to go ahead and get to our guest, Jordan Gustavo. who's a Titans reporter from uh, A to Z in Sports Dashville. He does a host from 10 to 1 Central weekdays on 1045, The Zone. It's Buck Rising. How you doing,
8: Buck? Hey boys, I'm doing fantastic. Just trying to keep up with all the news that keeps rolling out down here.
5: Oh, that's for, well. First of all, congratulations on winning the Super Bowl. I I guess you
8: guys He's are pretty serious, happy by out the there. way, Buck.
6: He's serious, by the way. Just so just so that's a stab. No sarcasm. Man. Uh, I
8: mean, listen. Whatever gets anybody else uh, just a step closer to Tampa Bay and Kansas City. I don't know about Super Bowls down here yet, but it, it sure it sure feels nice if you're a Titans fan. I imagine.
6: How, how so what is the excitement level in the city today? obviously um, you know breaks early in the morning. I have to imagine people are through the roof coming off that that playoff appearance a couple really good years. another weapon to go alongside King Henry and of course uh, of course AJ Brown as well.
8: I mean people are losing their minds just as you said it's, it's Super Bowl or nothing down here. John Robinson is the savior of all things football and nobody can ever dismiss. Any move that he makes ever again, no matter how much money he gave to Davion Clowney or how much draft capital, they invested into Isaiah Wilson, the, the feel around the city, and rightfully so. They, they never, The Titans never land the big free agent. And now twice in a span of two years, understanding how the Clowney experiment failed, they've gotten it done, and they feel really good about where they're sitting, understanding how much they lost last year on offense and now getting Julio Jones who, you know, may not be at the peak of his powers, but he's still an exceptional player.
5: That's what I was going to ask you, Buck. I mean, is Julio going to be enough? Does he still have enough uh, left in the tank? Or are you getting him um, a little too late? You know, the Patriot way is get rid of him one year or two years earlier. Uh, are uh, Are the Falcons learning that?
8: Well, you know, it's interesting because given the age of the player, 32 years old and now you know only having played 9 games in 2020 you do you do look at that and think okay have we seen the best of Julio Jones but certainly when it comes to explosive plays in the 9 games that he played 16 plays of 20 plus yards two over 40 he's still the same kind of athlete maybe not the maybe not the kind of burst that we saw from Julio Jones early in his career but nothing on film would indicate that even when this guy was playing through some stuff and ultimately had his season end early, he was still an exceptionally talented player, player a first-team All-Pro all pro player twice, seven-time Pro Bowl. I mean, he's still, he's still the top of the class when it comes to wide receiver. He's a generational talent and somebody who A.J. Brown here in Tennessee really, really looks up, up to for all of the reasons that you've seen from Julio Jones across a decade in Atlanta. I, I think he is still going to be able to produce – the question, of course, becomes, is this something that we're going to see his body start to break down as he gets further into his career? It's, it's, certainly, it's certainly a short-term view for the Tennessee Titans, but that's okay. They've got a short-term window to try and win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown with the core that they have in place.
6: Well, Buck, and I was going to ask you, it's a dumb question, but it feels like part of this is you've been on the brink the last couple years. And, oh, by the way, the division is wide open. First-year head coach in Jacksonville with a rookie quarterback. Obviously, Deshaun Watson has bigger issues than football. Colts first-year quarterback. How much of this is just we got to strike while the iron's hot and we finally maybe there's a little blood in the water with the Chiefs if there's ever a time, especially in this division, it's right now.
8: Certainly. I mean, listen, the, the, the class of the conference is Patrick Mahomes and everybody else is just trying to keep up. I think certainly in the division, they were able to do it last year, despite having a historically bad defense, a unit that nobody is talking about. But the thing that they most had to retool, the offense was fine last year. The offense was scoring 30 plus points a game. They lost a lot, and they obviously had some pl- pieces to replace with Corey Davis going to the Jets, John o. Smith getting a big contract from the New England Patriots while they're out there spending all over the place in ways we're not accustomed to seeing from Bill Belichick. But to, to be able to continue to take control of the division and take your chances, I mean, Andrew Luck retired within the last five years. He was <laughs> undefeated, undefeated against the Tennessee Titans. This man went 11-0 <laughs> against this particular franchise. These guys are trying to capitalize on the window they have because they know just how quickly these things can come and go. And the biggest threat to them is a guy who I think for for all intents and purposes looked a little bit broken in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz. I I understand the, the connection with Frank Reich, but we've seen this certainly here in Tennessee with Marcus Mariota at the end of his time here before Tannehill took over and they became the best offense in the sport over the last two seasons. It is uh, it is critical that they capitalize on their position right now because the core that they've got in place is a really really good one and they needed a new defense they probably needed an oil change they went ahead and rebuilt the whole engine on that side of the (laughs) ball adding Julio Jones is just kind of the icing on top of the cake at this
5: point. Buck, before we leave, before we let you go, if if you think Kansas City is still the front runner, where do the Titans are uh, in the top five in the NFL right now?
8: I mean, you know, it's really, it's really tough to put them above Cleveland for any other reason, but they, I think they have the superior quarterback. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, for as not sexy of a, uh, a player as he might be, he is ruthlessly efficient in the way that he operates, and, and, still, and Baker Mayfield is a really good player, I think, still has room to grow. But that's really the only deciding point for me between Cleveland and Tennessee. I would say they're probably if we're talking about the top five teams in the NFL, I would be comfortable putting them at four uh, right behind right behind. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and I think Buffalo is still better at this point. Cleveland's a really, really nice team at this point,
5: though. He's Buck Rising. You can check him out. Host 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central weekdays on 104.5 The Zone. You might want to go and check him out. Buck, thanks for stopping on by. We'll see what happens. Obviously, very exciting time for you Titan fans out there.
8: Uh, certainly. The city of Nashville is, uh, you know, they don't need an extra reason to get drunk in the streets down here, but they're doing it. <laughs> God, really, they
5: All right. Easy, take boys. care, Buck, man. Appreciate you stopping by. We'll definitely have you on again. Buck Rising, everybody. Check him on out. 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. The fight is over. We'll get into that. We'll talk more. Julio Jones. First, though, let's see what's trending. First check in tonight with Sager. What's going on out there, Sager? Hello,
9: gentlemen. So on a normal night. We'll say so. We await the decision, huh?
5: No, no decision yeah.
9: tonight. No reference referee, right? I guess some of the undercard had referees and scorecards, but
6: Ocho Cinco fought, didn't he, tonight? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you call it fighting. I I can't make fun of him. He got in the ring
9: like a man. Yeah, there you go. But uh, we're not going to get scores from this, so people should just stop waiting. Meanwhile, there's been a great U.S. men's soccer final against Mexico at the Denver Broncos Stadium. It's about to go overtime. This is the final of the new Nations League tournament. It was 1-1 at the half. U.S. goalie Zach Steffen left in the 65th minute with a knee injury. Mexico scored about 10 minutes later. And unbelievably, the U.S. answered three minutes after after that, so it's 2-2. U.S. backup goalie made a good save late in regulation, and yet again from the Mexican fan base, the gay slur chant late in regulation that they're trying to take out of the game. So wow. they, yet again, as happened in the semifinal in Denver this week, they simply pause the game, air essentially public service announcements over the PA, and threaten that if the, this doesn't stop, we'll pull the teams off the field. They did resume the last couple of minutes of regulation, and now they're in a short break before the overtime starts. But yet again, the Mexican fan base, the worst in all of North American sports. Wow. You think New York's bad, Philadelphia's bad? No. In person at the stadium? No, nothing like that. NBA playoffs, L.A. Clippers ended the first round with a Game 7 home victory against Dallas. You know, the road team had won every game in this series at NBA 1st. Until today, Clippers late third quarter had a 24-4 run. They beat Dallas 126-111. Now, Luka Doncic did have 46 points out of that 111 and 14 assists as well. (laughs) But the Mavs season is over. Clippers open the second round at top seed. Utah late Tuesday night. Top seed in the East Philadelphia lost its second round opener at home to Atlanta 128-124 and Joel Embiid did play despite the knee injury. He had 39 points. Game 2 is Tuesday in Philadelphia. Nets guard James Harden will not play against Milwaukee tomorrow night. Maybe after that, but for sure not tomorrow night due to his hamstring tightness. In the NHL playoffs, Vegas tied up its second round series 2-2, beating Colorado 5-1 tonight. Montreal's up three games to none and it second round series after a 5-1 win over Winnipeg and Montreal tomorrow night will host game four. Canada did approve a border exemption for playoff travel starting in the semis. The Falcons are trading wide receiver Julio Jones to the Titans. Serena Williams lost in the fourth round at the French Open. Roger Federer withdrew. Patrick Cantley won golf's memorial in a playoff. Kyle Larson was the NASCAR winner. The Sunday night ball game went to the Red Sox in 10 innings 6-5 at the Yankees. Xander Bogarts had a sack fly in the eighth and And a two-run single in the 10th. Cubs were winners at San Francisco 4-3. Kyle Hendricks over Johnny Cueto. Baltimore's win was 18-5 over Cleveland. Wow. And Milwaukee won its fourth straight. Shutting out Arizona 2-0. The Diamondbacks have lost 17 straight road games. There is no softball going on tonight, ladies and gentlemen. No, no,
5: not, too, not this time.
9: It's not going to go till 2 in the morning. No. They're going to have the semifinals tomorrow. Number one ranked Oklahoma against James Madison as OU beat him today to stay alive. Florida State plays tomorrow night against number three Alabama after beating him tonight to stay alive. And yes, we do have NCAA baseball regionals yes. going on. That would include the Pac-12 champion Arizona Wildcats, Arrgh. ranked fifth in the country. And leading again tonight, top of the seventh, 4 1 over UC Santa Barbara. Back Let's to the do it! Wildcat, Arnie Spanier.
5: All right, thanks a lot to Sager. You want to be part of the show? Torres uh, in for Chris Plank, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to the postgame comments, and uh, Ford was uh, all. Um, complimentary of Logan Paul saying, yeah, he's younger, keeps my skills sharp, uh, boxing these young guys. Something to the effect, like, let's do it again. If you're going to pay me 50 mil or something like that, why not? You know, Torres?
6: Yeah. I, I
5: um, Pay me 50 mil. I'll do it every uh, three months or something like that.
6: Sorry. I just saw on Twitter, apparently at that World Cup qualifying game, somebody, char- like in a fun way, but a, another stupid fan charged the set and so I'm just trying to keep Ugh. up with everything that's going on. Yeah, listen, I'm all for fans having fun, but, but stop. Going, stop throwing stuff on the field. Stop jumping on the field to play. Stop jumping on the set. So, what were you saying? What what did Floyd I, say? I'm sorry. I,
5: he was he was pretty much like, "Hey, these young guys keep me sharp," and uh, you could tell hey, if they want to do it again, he'll do it again to get make another fifty million every couple of months or something like
6: that. You know. Well, and I just i <laughs> I, I don't know what people thought. I mean, I, I see all these people. Oh, worst fifty dollars I ever what did he, I mean I, I know I made the we argue- thought he was good we wanted to see
5: Logan Paul get knocked out we wanted to see um, if anything like clowning people you know where you take your right arm and you swing it around and you punch him with your sure. left arm and um you know yeah Logan Paul was clowning him in the in the eighth round. He was he was clowning him a little bit in the eighth round and um putting his hands down and dared to Floyd to punch him. It got serious in the middle rounds. Um, they treated it like a real boxing thing. But Floyd said, "Hey, I give Logan Paul a lot of credit," and a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing. He went into the uh uh into the ring with one of the best boxers in the history of the game. And he came outstanding. That, that's a pretty good accomplishment,
6: you know? It's basically like at the end of every Saturday night when I work together and I say, you know, Arnie, you did a really good job today. You know, I got I to gotta boost up the ego a little bit. I got to get the fans <laughs> believing that, you know, we, we had a real—no, I mean— You got to get your next 50 mil is what you need to do. Yeah, you know? I do need to get my next 50 mil yeah. so I can stop working with you. But <laughs> I, I just— I don't know why people are—I mean, we had an amateur guy who's known for his YouTube. I mean, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. He's basically a male Kardashian. He has no, (laughs) like—he has—I know I made the argument in segment one. Well, he used to wrestle when he was He's still— it's his second career fight, and he fought arguably the greatest fighter of all time. Did you think it was going to be Hagler, Hearns? Like, what, what no, are we doing I, here?
5: I thought he, he was going to get knocked out, and that's what we all paid the forty-five dollars to see. Floyd knock people out. Yo, I even
6: remember this during Floyd's like actual yeah. boxing career was. I think it was when he fought Shane Mosley or something, and everyone's like, i got to watch the fight. Gotta wa-. I'm like, you know what's going to happen. He's going to dance around. He's going to get his punches in. He's going to win on decision, and that's going to be the end of
2: it. And Can, that's every Floyd fight. Aaron, I'm going to say something, uh, Arnie, and yeah. I'm with you. The fight it was a fight, but it was a Floyd fight at the end of yes. the day. Like you just said, Aaron, he you're not watching a Floyd fight for him to knock I somebody out. Can't. He doesn't knock people out, and the last time he did— it was a guy that was apologizing for a hitting him below the belt, and he yeah. took the cheap shot, I don't care what anybody says, and knocked him out. But, Bobo, he he doesn't knock people out unless they're amateurs and yeah, they've never but, boxed before. But That's
5: this, what this
2: guy is. Yeah, but this guy is also, like, super big. This literally is like if <laughs> I fought... Uh, Ryan Hollins like seriously the <laughs> size difference was ridiculous man it like was. this dude is way bigger than Floyd Do you, and, you and remember that Floyd's one of the best boxers in the history of the game he's 50 and oh that doesn't matter when somebody is that much bigger than you and that much more stronger than you are I don't care what anybody says somebody that tall and that size has a strength advantage over a professional boxer no matter how well, what their size is Bobo- if that's
5: shorter. He was a 10 to 1 underdog if there was ever real odds on this and and bet on sports put out a picture of uh, Logan Paul's face and you could bet on where he would bleed um, Wow. Some, uh, no I'm serious somewhere on his face
2: there was like six, seven, eight different places you could bet that he would bleed first from or where he would the, bleed. The crazy part about this at the <laughs> end of the fight they just go and this was an exhibition with Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Like that's For all the they 50 million. said. Million. Thank you. I, like literally, like okay, like y'all don't even give like a. If this judge was here, they would have scored <laughs> it like this. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like I just watched the homies in a street fight and yes. that's all it was. And it was like, you just got to go back and say it wasn't a ref, but somebody got hit hard. Okay. I
5: th- I thought like somebody from the uh, Paul camp would go running into the ring and take a chair and hit it over Mayweather's <laughs> head. You know, I I was expecting some of that going on fans rushing the ring. Um, you know, maybe Floyd uh, picking up something like a baseball bat. I don't know. I, I expect some nuttiness. It didn't happen there. So uh, you want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking Genius One. We'll come back. I do want to talk a little bit about Julio uh, going, uh, obviously, to the Titans. What does that do to the Titans? Makes it instant Super Bowl contenders. We'll discuss that next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Good evening, everyone. Of course, Chris Plank out for the night. Aaron Torres sitting in. Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking Genius One. By the way, the numbers are in. Uh, According to stat tracks or whatever, show stats, Mayweather 7 of 14 with the jabs, that's 50%. Paul 7 of 73, that's 10%. Uh, When it comes to the power punches, Mayweather was 36 of 93, 39%. Paul was 21 of 144, that's 15%. Overall, Mayweather landed 43 of 107. At 40%, Paul 28 of 217. For 30%. So, um, you know, do with that what you want there, Torres. I don't know what all that means, but do with it what you want, you know?
6: It means even though there was no official winner, the professional boxer beat the amateur.
5: Yeah, it it which is probably what happened. But again, um, I don't know why. I'd like to see it again and see some nuttiness. I want to get to Julio. We obviously talked to Buck Rising at the bottom of the hour. Uh, When he said that he put the Titans at number four, I was a little thrown back. I would have them at number two. I I think they're right up there with Tampa Bay. Maybe they're not as good as Kansas City. I think they're better than Buffalo. I think a a team that scores uh, what do you say, thirty points a game? I mean, this just makes them so much better. They have a pretty good defense to the class of the division. I don't know who's going to stand in their way other
6: than Kansas City right now, you know? My only thought on that would be think about Super Bowl, Tom Brady, icon, NFC Championship game, right, Aaron Rodgers, right. icon, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, while I don't we'll see how far he gets, he was playing like an MVP by the end of the season. I like Ryan Tannehill, but this was a guy that when you look at the raw stats and I understand, he didn't have Julio Jones, but he also did have Corey Davis and John U. Smith. You look at him. He finished 15th in the league in passing yards with a lot of talent around him behind guys like Jared Goff, Phillip Rivers last year. 21st in completion percentage behind – how about this? He actually had a lower completion percentage than Cam Newton. So – I'm just saying,
5: you're acting like no matter what they've done, they weren't going to close the gap with the top 3, and if that's true, then nobody's going to close that gap. What? I mean, what was any of the other teams going to do? Miami, Green Bay, you know, what what did you want the Titans to do to get in some uh, in the top
6: 3? I don't I don't I don't want them to do anything. That you have to play the the hand that you're dealt, but it doesn't mean it's like watching the the Mavs and Clippers today. The the Mavs like Luca's really fun to watch, but there's a limitation on how far you can go when everybody else around him is who they are. And so all I'm saying is I just don't believe in Ryan that Ryan Tannehill is the guy that's going to go in the playoffs, beat Lamar Jackson, beat uh you know Josh Allen, and beat Patrick Mahomes three straight weeks in a row to get him to a Super Bowl. That's all. And We're by the way, we pe- we have Todd yeah. Furman on next hour. I'll be curious to see if if the the odds have changed at all because I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't changed.
5: Oh. I think they totally have changed. I'm going to make them uh the second or third favorite uh, for the Super Bowl for for Las Vegas. I think I think getting Julio maybe I'm nuts, maybe I am wrong, maybe it didn't change them at all, but remember now it goes by um the money coming on in and I think a lot of people will bet the Titans now just based on that move.
6: You know what I mean? Trying to get the Good value instead of waiting uh, for a while on that. Well, the numbers did go down today. I'm curious how much though. um Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what ends up happening with the odds. I just don't believe. If you ask a guy like Todd Furman, Bernie Fratto, the only guys that move the needle, really that really swing championship odds are quarterbacks. And so I like Julio Jones. But it, it was like when Antonio Brown for that brief window went to the Raiders, and everyone's like, what does it mean for the Raiders? Well, nothing. Derek Carr's still the quarterback, and he's still got to get through Tom Brady and this guy and that guy and the other guy. I like the Titans. I just I, I'm not a Ryan Tannehill guy. I think he's a he's a B to B minus quarterback. And history tells us in this era of the NFL, you need an A minus to A quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Anything left in the tank? Well, by the way, is
5: Tom Brady still an A minus quarterback? He wasn't an A minus quarterback when the Patriots didn't want him back this year. He had lost so much. He was more like a B minus C plus quarterback though.
6: Yeah, but he had so many weapons around him, and let's well, also exactly, let's let's also, yeah. not, let's also not forget who won them that Super Bowl—the defense that Patrick Mahomes could That's not true, stay yes. upright. So
5: that, that is true, yes. But you know, you don't need an A plus quarterback to get you to to win the Super Bowl. You're just seeing it with Kansas City because they have Mahomes. Miami may do it this year. They don't have an A plus quarterback. Um, obviously Green Bay does. And how many Super Bowls do they have on their uh, fingers uh, with their A-plus quarterback? I think it's one of them. So uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out. But don't – I I can't believe you're discarding the Titans. I'm not discarding them. I just don't think they're the second-best team in the league, like you're saying. Well, maybe top three, all right? Maybe I'll, I'll put Tampa there, but but certainly top three. All right, hour one in the books. We just crushed that, cruised right through. You want to be part of the show real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin genius. one Todd Furman will join us at about 20 past the hour. We'll ask him what's going on in Vegas with the Titans and how much money is coming in on them. We'll get more into the NBA, talk more about that Clippers game seven. What's next for the Lakers? All that's coming up here on
0: Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the
4: iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live hey it's me rob
6: parker check out my weekly mlb podcast inside the parker
5: Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Marty Spanier on a busy Sunday night right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. I should tell you that Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because, you see, Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. Uh, so much to get to this hour. Todd Furman going to join us at about 20 past the hour. say we will wrap up the hour at about 45 with all the uh, stuff that we have not had a chance to hit on. One thing we were uh, talking about the fight earlier, Torres, I'm just wondering, is this the new wave of entertainment uh, in the sports world? And by the way, it's not the first time we've done this. Um, This goes way back. I, you weren't around when uh, Bobby Riggs played Billie Jean King, which was I mean, the, the ratings on that was unbelievable in tennis. Um, we brought up Muhammad Ali when he boxed a sumo wrestler out there. Um, and something you don't know, Torres, did you know that every year back in the day that the NFL Super Bowl champions, to start off the preseason, or I, I think it was to start off the preseason or maybe to finish out the end of the year,
6: would take on the college all-stars from college football. How about that? Well, there's so many of these examples is I remember when I was younger, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to send in a team of American baseball all-stars over to Japan to play a seven-game series or whatever. Um you know, you go Yeah, on- but this is more like entertainment though. The, the ones I, mean. I gave, it, yeah. Yeah, it, so to answer your question, as long as people are going to pay, it is the fee- like Floyd Mayweather talked about it this week. He's like, you guys want me to fight Errol Spence. You guys want me to fight uh, Terrence Crawford. I'm, I'm going to go get into the ring with a guy that's to make ten million dollars when I can make a hundred million dollars fighting <laughs> exhibition. That was his exact quote, and I think he's right. And of course so, he is. And and so, what does it mean? Does it mean the next one is McGregor Pacquiao? Does it mean the next one is McGregor Jake Paul? Jake. But Paul is it Maylen? only in
5: boxing though? Is it going to be in other sports? Like I told you, could you imagine the NFL uh, Super Bowl champions taking on the college all stars? I mean. That's that that's is, unheard uh, of, huh?
6: Yeah, that is pretty pretty
5: random. <laughs> they used to do it every year too. They finally canceled it. I'm I'm not sure why, but I mean, let me tell you something. That was something we all looked forward to. We're like, oh, this is gonna be great. The the and they would play too. There's there's no whole thing about it. this is like an exhibition game, and people were playing in this game. You know,
6: we can't even get guys to play in actual real yes. games that count anymore wonder why sports is on the decline everywhere. It's no, I so to answer, yes, I, yeah. I do think this is a thing. And I give the Paul brothers credit. I how, listen, how many of us knew anything about them, right? Six months, a year ago, and now they're not the face of boxing, but no. they're bringing people into the sport. And here's the other thing I heard Bernie yeah. and Catino Mobley talking about this before we came on air. They're bringing a, a ton of people into this sport. I was watching an interview with Jake Paul yesterday where he said, people are getting mad at me. I'm bringing so many eyeballs. So many people that had never watched boxing before I got involved now want to watch boxing. Why is that a bad thing? And so, yes, as long as these things are making money, Floyd Mayweather's made something absurd like $300 million between McGregor. Wow. Yeah, McGregor. The he fought some like sumo wrestler, not sumo wrestler, like a kickboxer or something, and then uh, also uh, Logan Paul today. I mean, it's bringing in money. Well, look at the other stuff we're doing. Cantino C- C- Mobley is playing in that big three.
5: Correct. Um, again, something we you know we love to see stuff like this. I I think that's going to be a, a big part of our entertainment moving ahead. With sports is like the big three and. And um, and gimmicks like that, I, I think that that's what's going to get
6: people's attention out there, Torres. Why does everything sports are supposed to be fun? Why does everything have to be the most serious thing that's ever happened ever? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. There's a time and a place when we're watching Clippers Mavs Game Seven. It should count. It should mean something. But the Harlem Globetrotters are fun, too. It's a different kind of fun, yes, but it's fun. Yes. It's still fun.
5: You're right. And so is the big three. I, yeah. I I think that's, you know, again, you it's the summertime and, you know, do what you want with your entertainment dollar or what you want to watch. I, I, would
6: lo- I love watching the big three, you know? I do, too. I yeah. do, too. So, no, I, I do think it's the future. And... Look no, at what they're doing in the NBA. Didn't they say they want to next
5: year stop the league in the middle of the year and play like right? a tournament or something like that? I
6: mean, again, it's all about uh, entertainment and keeping the dollar coming in. I I don't disagree. I don't yeah. disagree. I'm I'm ready. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know what this means for Floyd's next fight, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, we got the Arizona game on in studio. Okay. Yeah. I got that on too. I'm watching everything there. So Wildcats. You
5: want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one, kind of resetting what happened earlier today. The Clippers get game seven over the Mavericks disappointed because again, I was hoping the Mavericks were going to be able to keep it close and it it got away from them after they made that early second half run. What can you say more about Luca? 46 points. This guy, you know, he, it bothered me. He's winking at the camera at the end of the first quarter. I'm like, man, you got three quarters to go. Just because you scored 19 in the first, you better wake up as you still got three more to go. They couldn't hang. I, I would love to get some talent around them. They gave it a good run. The Cuppers were just
6: too much for them at the end. They were, and that those were basically my two big takeaways, is we love Luca. He's really fun. He's awesome to watch. But he needs more help. And, and this isn't like one of those, you know, if he doesn't get help in three years. He, no. But it's, I mean, you can watch the game and realize that when this guy goes for 40 plus and Tim Hardaway has 18 and nobody else has more than 12 or 13. I mean, it's tough to win games like that. And it's tough to win as you advance in the playoffs and so it'll be interesting to see i mean we've spent so much time talking about what is damian lillard potentially going to do what kind of moves do the lakers make but i don't think there's any doubt that the uh that the the mavericks have to make some moves to solidify some stuff around him we need the clippers and the Brooklyn Nets, right? We can't have anybody else in the finals,
5: otherwise it's going to be a snooze fest for us. Or is that um, is that just me being a big market snob
6: right now? Yeah, you're a coastal elite right now. Wow. Do you think you you wouldn't be entertained if if say the Suns made it with Devin Booker and Chris Paul? I mean, I know Chris Paul isn't LeBron, but right. wouldn't it be kind after especially after what happened with the Rockets a few years ago if they were to make the finals? You don't think that'd be a pretty cool story? And here's, let me. I could give you a lot better stories than that, though. But are the Clippers a better story, though? The
5: Clipper, I mean, but it says L.A. on the front of their jersey. That's the difference between a better story.
6: But I don't know that everyone. I mean, I guess people in L.A. will flip on because it's the the local team. But it's not the same as the Lakers. Well, no, we always say L.A. New York, Lakers and the Knicks. Well, does L.A. New York also count for the Clippers and the Nets? I'm not sure about that. You know, I don't think most Nets fans know <laughs> the Nets are in, in New York right now. They still think they're playing at the Meadowlands. They're still playing okay. at Continental Airlines Arena or whatever it was called. By the way, a bake sends this in and brings up a good point
5: on Twitter. Um, More televised, mic'd up exhibition golf. We love that stuff, don't we? With Peyton Manning and Rodgers and and, uh,
6: Tom Brady. We love when they play with the pros. We, We eat that stuff up, don't we, Torres? Remember when Brady holed out from like 120 yards out? And we were just like, is this guy just good at everything? Like, is this is this what we got to deal with? Like, and then he won a Super Bowl, and he's, he's married to a model, and all that stuff. We're
5: so. coming up with all kinds of sports that are is now entertainment dollars. What
6: now. do they say? Something something is the something of ingenuity. Is the something of something I can't remember. But basically, oh, that's a good, that's a good. I'm you, glad you like you that. that? You're gonna just. put that on a T-shirt, right? <laughs> ingenuity is the something of something. Yeah. Is the uh, the ingenuity is the mother of invention. Necessity is the mother of invention. And I think what happened was we had a situation where there was nothing, and all of these teams, leagues, owners, players realized we got to figure out a way to get back on. So we got an NBA bubble. We got an NHL bubble. The NHL, as you pointed out a few weeks ago oh, by the way, we're going to keep teams in Canada and Canada. We're going to keep the teams in the U.S. and the U.S. uh, We have. They changed that tonight, by the way. They're saying they're going to allow these.
5: Um, the American team and the Canadian team to cross the border. Um, Obviously, they're going to have to get tested, some of them, but uh, they're going to cross the border and continue playing. But
6: the point I'm trying to make is exhibition golf, exhibition boxing, exhibition whatever. Necessity is the mother of invention. When you need to do so, when you need to stop doing things the way that you've been doing them the whole—I mean, Arnie, how many weeks did we spend last year saying, "Well, oh, there's no way they can play college? They just—how can you? You—you're not going to have students on campus, but you're going to play? Fo- how is it?" Say-? And then we played football. Then yeah. we played college football. Then we played the NFL. Then, like I said, the NHL was different. The NBA was different. It was in a bubble. But we found a way. And now, as uh, you know, as we kind of come out of this pandemic, I think it's the same thing. We put on a few uh, exhibition boxing matches just to whatever, and all of a sudden people ate them up. So we're going to keep doing more of those. We did exhibition golf. People ate it up. We're going to do another one of those this summer. It's great. Jeff says, how about the match in golf with Brady and Manning, Tiger
5: and Phil? Version 2 is coming with Bryson and Phil. I see more and more of those events in the future for golf. Uh, alternative to traditional golf. Well, golf needs anything they can get right now. Yes, if you could... I mean, can you imagine what the ratings would be if I told you Tiger Woods was actually going to come back and play in just one of these entertainment exhibition
6: matches? Um, It'd be through the roof. You understand that, don't you? It'd be crazy. It would be, and it's probably not great for golf that Tiger Woods is still... <laughs> seriously, It's, I mean, it's it's yeah. not great that he is by far no, yeah. the biggest name and the, of the most interest, and so... We'll see what happens. But no, I, I do think we get more of these exhibition golf things. But again, why does everything have to be so serious? Maybe you're an NFL fan that's never watched golf and you're like, this is pretty cool. It brings the casual fan in. You're, you were an Aaron Rodgers fan before he demanded being traded from your Packers. But you tune in, <laughs> see how he looks, how's the golf swing. And then you're like, oh, this golf thing's cool. I'm going to watch it more. So. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. i have been stinking Genius 1. We get back to the
5: NBA uh, what is next for the Lakers? They're down, they're out. Anthony Davis, is. how long is it going to take for that guy to be healthy? He can't do anything in the offseason. LeBron has slowed down, and you could see it this year. He aged like dog years, 7-1. Um, to one. I don't think he's got enough to ever take any team back to the NBA Finals, yet alone win a championship. I think we've seen the, the
6: end of LeBron's great uh, dynasty coming to an end right now. My problem for the Lakers is twofold. If you want to make the argument that it was a weird year, short off season, they've never had a shorter off season in the history of pro sports than they did this year, I can buy that. Here's the problem. What you cannot deny is what you said, that LeBron did not look. He looked his age by the yes. end of this season. And what you also cannot deny is that outside of last year, when there was four months before the start of the playoffs, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. And so you can write off one as saying, well, LeBron was beat down, he was coming back from an injury, whatever. But history says Anthony Davis isn't going to be 100%. And even if you get Anthony Davis 100%, then you got to bet that LeBron just so happened to be worn down because of the weird offseason. So to me, I think you're you're, you're betting on... Both of those things not being true, and I just don't know that you can really at this point expect LeBron to keep playing like he's in his twenties and Anthony Davis to stay healthy.
5: Let me ask you this if Anthony Davis and LeBron did not miss one game next year, would they still win a championship if they were healthy enough for all 82 games? Are they good
6: enough to win a championship? No, the answer is no. I disagree. I mean, seriously, they were up they were up two to one with the lead at halftime to go up three to one when Anthony Davis was healthy. Now, the, the real question is if they're playing 82 games next year it means that they're beat up by the end of the year and that's actually a really bad thing but if they're healthy enough to get through an 82 game schedule they were right there they were right there I mean they, they had the they had Phoenix beat yeah but don't you need a big three now just like Brooklyn you have
5: to it used to be okay you could go back to two now you need the big three nobody's gonna be Brooklyn with the way they look
6: right now even though it hardens out well then the question becomes, how long does that last for because again we've talked about it before i'm sure you and plank have as well we look at some of these teams oh i mean that that they're going to be they're going to run this league for the next 5 or 10 years and then it's over and so i'm not ready to hand I, I think brooklyn's by far the best team this year i'm just not ready to hand them the next 5 years because we do this in the nba we did it with the heat we did it with the warriors we did it with the lakers last year i'm not ready to do that with brooklyn just yet
5: and by the way don't give me your baloney like wouldn't you love to see phoenix in the
6: finals Take it on Milwaukee. But you're, uh, no, you're saying, no, I, I, agree. I no. want to see Brooklyn, but don't tell me that Phoenix <laughs> is that much worse than the Los Angeles Club. It's
5: not, no, I'm not saying that that much worse, just um, not as popular. How about that? And the same thing goes for Utah. What do you think the ratings are between a Lakers being in the finals and Utah being in the finals? There's a big between Milwaukee being in
6: the finals and Brooklyn being in the finals, you know? I mean, last year was the lowest-rated finals in the history of the NBA. So, well, I, I don't. The, the, you mean you're giving me COVID numbers here? I can't go by that, you know. So then, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, part of me feels like. I do think LeBron brings in the casual fan. I think Steph Curry brings in yes. the casual fan. Yes. But I don't know that even KD brings in the cat. does KD bring in the cat? people kn- People didn't no, like – No, Brooklyn, the, the three of them together bring in the casual fan because they want to see the team. That part I agree with. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what they do. But you I want to yeah. uh, real quick, I don't know that any team in the West – I don't think there's any – I don't think there's a grandma in Omaha, Nebraska that wasn't going to watch the finals <laughs> – and then says, well, this team from the West made it, so now I have to watch. My mom
5: Clippers. used to watch basketball. She used to watch the Lakers because of Magic and Kareem and Worthy. She loved the team. Yes, Magic brought her into it, but she loved the whole team, and that's what it was about her. That's what brings in the casual fan. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. When we get back, we go out to Vegas. Todd Furman stops on by. Got a lot of questions. How much do the Titans change now that they got Julio Jones? We'll ask him. That's coming up next right here on Fox
0: Sports Radio. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. is uncanny usa
3: he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
1: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming
5: All right, good evening, everyone. Of course, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. He's got the night off doing all that softball stuff. Even though it got canceled, he could have been working tonight. I'm going to give him crap about that. You know that for sure. But let's get right out to our guest, Vegas Insider for FS1's Fox Bet Live. Also, Bet the Board podcast is Todd Furman. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing well this evening, gentlemen. How are you boys holding up? Well, let's start with the Titans. Uh, any big movement on the line or the odds for the Titans over on their win totals? Super Bowl, AFC Championship, a division with the uh, pickup of Julio Jones.
3: You know, it's always interesting, Arnie, because we know sports Twitter and media love to clamor for star power. I think you help lead that charge when it comes to big name <laughs> yes. acquisitions. And Julio Jones had an impact in terms of Tennessee's overall season outlook as far as futures were concerned. We saw their odds go from 40 to 1 cut down to 25 to 1. The Falcons drift from 80 to 1 out to 100 to 1. But the futures are more an overreaction, in my opinion, than anything else, because when you look at the week one number where Tennessee will play host to the Arizona Cardinals, you've seen modest movement. From two and a half at minus a dollar twenty up to a soft three. I think Julio will help the offense, but unless this Tennessee Titans defense can be significantly better than what we saw last year, I think their ceiling is still very much wait, limited.
5: Wait, wait a minute. They, they went from forty to one to 20, 25 to one. Is that what you said?
3: Yep, 40 to 1 down to 25 to 1. And that's as much as some of the books being proactive. They know wow. that people are going to look to bet the Titans. I think when we're talking about this dust settling and things starting to stabilize, uh, that 25 to 1 won't be out there. The one thing that is interesting for the Titans is they play in arguably the weakest division top to bottom in the entire NFL. So it was a two horse race before. And I think this just further helps them separate along with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, heads and tails above the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars.
6: First of all, I have to say, Todd, you sound like a man that has worked with Arnie before because he led the show by saying, well, I don't know. I, I think they're better than the Chiefs. Gotta say. Maybe <laughs> just, chance. Chance. <laughs> so, I just proved right. he'd say, Look at all the line changes there, the odds. They proactively moved. Okay, Todd, Enough. enough of this Julio Jones crap. We want to get to the real event of the night. How much did you have on Logan Paul?
3: <laughs> yeah, you talk about an interesting event, guys. And Aaron, I mean, this was just one that we saw offshore books kind of scramble to change the way that they were going to grade this once we all found out there were going to be no judges. They said if the fight went the distance, all bets were going to be refunded. Uh, and as a result, you never saw any books in regulated jurisdictions actually take money here. So more a spectacle than anything else. Not a fight that I watched other than some of the highlights I saw circulating. But when you look at some of the CompuBox numbers, if we even want to call it that, typical Floyd Mayweather, go out there play defense not put on a huge show uh, and I can tell you folks that were looking for a big time knockout probably had to be a little bit disappointed in the results I was disappointed
5: look I I, I thought there was going to be more entertainment they took it the, the, the boxers took it more seriously I think once Floyd got hit he went oh I waited I don't like this getting hit at 44 I saw him get hit more times today than I ever seen him in his career I I don't know I I, I want I think this is going to be the wave of the future also there Todd
3: I think when you look at, hey, I give the Paul brothers credit. They may be polarizing. They may not be the most polished in terms of boxers, but they can offer bigger purses to former UFC stars or guys like Floyd Mayweather, where these guys would be foolish to say no to these lucrative opportunities that are out there. And if people are going to continue to spend money on pay-per-view and continue to drive up these purses, you're not going to see a change, and this may be a wave of the future. So it's just a question of who else will be on some of these undercards, what other celebrities they can get involved. Uh, But I think boxing's struggling to get the marquee fighters up against each other on big-time cards, it's amazing that this can gain the kind of traction that it has.
6: One, I love how everyone over the age of 30 is like, yeah, you know, the Paul brothers are controversial. None of us know what they do or where they came from or why they're controversial, but they are. All right, so back to – I do want to get back to football, Todd, because I was actually curious. I mean, obviously, as sports betting continues to pick up steam, eventually we might get to all 50 states or 48 states or whatever. I'm just curious, and I'm sure that many listeners are curious – What is someone like you doing at this time of year? Is it too early to start looking ahead, to start prepping? Are you getting the best odds now? What are you doing to prepare for that rush that's going to come late August, early September? What are you doing right now here in June?
3: This is where you start to make your hay. This is where you're putting in all the time and the countless hours, getting your NFL numbers and depth charts fully updated. You're starting to do further deep dives on college football. Uh, and unfortunately, Aaron, you know how this media racket is. It's all covering the sports that are going on right now. Yep. So you can't work nearly as far ahead as I would have liked in the past where the guys that are dedicated to college football have already gone back. They've watched spring football practice. They can tell you what to expect from some of the teams that are with a, working with a positive trajectory how these depth charts are going to play out with some of the super seniors that are out there. This is the rest of the world, but Arnie, of course, we know Aaron's already focused on college basketball, so he's going <laughs> to offer up his way too early top 25 and try and figure out how to pick apart that market before I, any of us even know college basketball is underway. I know Arizona stinks this year. That's all Whoa, I really got. No, kidding. No, that's that, that's all ahead. that matters. That's all that matters. And speaking yeah. of teams that stink that Arnie roots for, hey, Arnie, I happen to miss that Hawks-Knicks series. What happened to the Knicks? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. You're so
5: mean to me. Oh, my goodness. Todd, look, I don't want to tell you how to do your
3: job. but Wait, but I, wait is, I, is that just starting today? Play yeah, takes a day off, and suddenly yeah, you don't want to tell me how yeah, to do my job? I, this is something new, Aaron. This yeah, is not what we yeah, normally do on Sunday night. doesn't sound like Arnie at all. I,
5: I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but you shocked me just now when you said, okay, you're going to start to do the homework. I thought for sure you big-time pro gamblers out there are betting games left and right in the NFL and college football. So when the games actually come up, you could start middling in the games because the line changes like crazy. So like you take Michigan now uh, plus the points uh, against Ohio State, and then um, take him again and try to middle it or something like that. Why? That, that's easy money. You're missing yeah. out on tens of millions of dollars there. Not that he's telling I, I don't you know how to do if your I'm time.
3: it. I don't know if I'm missing out on tens of millions but there's no doubt that guys that do college football year round are, are, are way ahead of me in terms of where I am with my projections and some of my numbers they've been betting into the game of the year numbers they'll take advantage of prices that may move upwards of seven to ten points if not more by the time the games roll around uh, unfortunately I don't have the enough hours in the day or the bandwidth to be able to be up to speed on those teams the same way to cover the NBA the NHL uh, and a massive soccer tournament that'll take the world by storm starting on Friday uh, when we see the kickoff of euro 2020 of course postponed a year by the pandemic uh, which i think will be a fascinating spectacle for all those that enjoy the international game wow. so
6: todd speaking of uh you know your work and with fox bet live i mean how has the handle in vegas been coming in on the nba playoffs it's obviously back to pseudo normal it's great to have fans in the stands are are the is the casual better really into these nba playoffs in terms of gambling
3: the numbers have been good so far. I think any time you get marquee matchups, especially in the early rounds, uh, it's going to bring betters out in droves. The one challenge, honestly, Aaron, that we're going to see going forward, will series in the Western Conference between the Clippers and Jazz and Suns and Nuggets offer some of that same cachet that you would have had with LeBron James, love him or hate him? People want to bet on games that involve some of the league's biggest players. Meanwhile, the series that we all know is going to captivate everyone, even with the injury to James Harden, the Bucks and Nets will be the most heavily that series of this round, uh, and arguably even of the conference finals. But we do have uh, quite a bit of intrigue. Of course, we see the Atlanta Hawks hang on for dear life after building a massive lead against the 76ers. And this is an NBA playoffs I think, that offers a lot more drama and intrigue than we've seen in years past, because we can't create an easy road to the finals for some of the prohibited favorites.
5: All right. Uh, and, and by the way, Todd, um, could you have made some serious dough when the Clippers were down 2 nothing? Um, and then, I mean, the odds changed dramatically. You could come back. I think I asked you last week. There was a lot of value there for the Clippers now that they came back and won this thing.
3: Plus 275 uh, was more or less the going rate on FanDuel when they were facing that 2-0 series deficit wow. headed to Dallas. And even when they faced a, a 3-2 series deficit, plus 140 was out there, which essentially equated to a two-game money line parlay, betting the Clippers essentially to win the game outright, game six in Dallas, and to come back with a dominant performance today. It just looked like Luca was fully out of steam, and when you don't get any of your secondary cats to step up, even the greatest superstars in the league need a running mate for a series that was emot- as emotionally draining Training as what we saw between the Mavericks and Clippers with the right to play the Jazz.
5: You, you guys betting any softball
3: or uh, college World Series or anything like that or what? I haven't done a whole lot with the women's softball College World Series. I'll do a little bit of digging as they get deeper into Omaha. Have a future or two, but uh, judging by the first set of games that I saw in some of these regionals, not quite sure I'll have an investment that'll even make it through to the second weekend.
5: My Arizona Wildcats. Take
3: them, Todd. Take them, Todd. Here we go. Aaron, can you keep them in line, please? (laughs) Not only for me, but for the rest of the country, people that are listening coast to coast.
6: I've just been waiting for three years for him to say something and get himself fired, and I'm I'm still Still Todd, you, so far. You, you do have
5: my <laughs> phone number in case you want me to fill in on TV. You haven't called me. I'm wondering if you have my number.
3: You know what, Arnie? I passed it along to the TV executives. They basically said who dis when I uh, sent them a text message with your number. They were a little bit confused about your credentials. Well, they said, who's this good-looking
6: guy? They I'm said, sure. Why would they you said. want your yeah. grandpa on the show? Wow. They, oh, there was another show on TV Uh, uh
5: Todd sure. Furman, our Vegas Insider FS1 Fox Bet Live Bet the Board podcast. Todd, always a pleasure, buddy. Enjoy it. We'll speak to you later on. Uh, always fun catching up,
3: guys. Have a great week. Take Thanks, care.
5: Todd Furman, everybody. We're well, going to come back. I want to talk about a few of things he said on gambling and the odds in the NBA. Also want to get to see you the next head coach, and it's not going to be Jason Kidd for Portland. We'll get to all that. Let's get another check-in with DeSager. See what's trending. What's going on out there, DeSager?
9: What an emotional game has just ended at the Denver Broncos Stadium. U.S. men's soccer against Mexico. The Americans win in overtime 3-2 to take the final of the new Nations League tournament. Yes. We taught and it was a penalty kick for Christian Pulisic that was awarded after video review, and wouldn't you know, right near the end of overtime, after review, they called a handball on the U.S. defense, handing Mexico a penalty kick and a chance to tie, and it was saved wow. by the backup goalie. He had to come in in about the 70th minute because the starter for the U.S. suffered a knee injury. I mentioned last hour on the show how the Mexican fan base in stadium is the worst in all of North American sports. You know, our regular guest here on Fox Sports Radio, Jason for NFL reporter. He is a huge U.S. soccer fan, has been tweeting throughout this game to Tonight, when that happened, some of the be- fan behavior late, he simply tweeted, some fan bases are totally classless.
5: I have to ask you the cigar, and I don't understand. Is it Was it directed at a player? Or were they just... Anti gay fans, there. I'm not, not, I don't understand the whole thing. It's
9: well, the background is it comes from a macho society that just can't come into the 21st century, but also it's always given to the opposing goalie. And it's the kind of thing that's gone on for years. They teach it to their kids. It has no place in society. Okay. What goes on at the stadium is much less life, but it's gone on for years. I didn't know if it was,
5: yeah, I didn't know if it was directed at somebody personally or what. No,
9: no, it's any opponent. And it's finally, they're doing something. I, I repeat the word something about it at the international soccer level in that, as I mentioned last hour, they did actually in the semifinal this week and in the final that Mexico played tonight, actually paused the game to put messages on the board and through the PA system to say stop. And some fans were kicked out for it. Apparently, in the semifinal, could you imagine this if we week. did that
5: here in the states? Though we got people run on the field, but could you imagine if we started chanting anti? This is the case? least of
9: what goes on in a stadium in a Mexico game. In fact, wow. as Lock and Four later tweeted, this shouldn't surprise me anymore. They should wow. have suspended the match when they were littering the field as they love to do. Max Brados is a longtime soccer. Announcer, He said he's in the corner there in Denver where the U.S. celebrated the lead after the penalty kick. And garbage was being thrown on them from the fans. Quote, some people should be spending a night in jail tonight or longer because Gio Reyna of the U.S. just got smashed in the temple with a full Coca-Cola thrown from the crowd. Wow. Another... Reporter said some sports fans don't deserve the privilege of enjoying sports. Complete loss of perspective and priorities. And Total disconnect from reality. This was at Denver tonight. Semi-final wow. was in Denver earlier this week. This is a new tournament that was supposed to finish up because of the pandemic last year. And so they had to delay this Final Four all this time. The, the first parts of the tournament were like a year and a half ago. They finally were able to finish it up this week. And what an emotional game, as they say, as... Penalty kick chances each side in overtime. And a backup goalie makes the save. And the backup goalie's from Denver. Not expecting to play tonight at all. And he comes up the hero, Ethan Horvath, US3. Mexico 2 in overtime. This is separate from World Cup qualifying. That starts in September, and as some have said online, that can't start soon enough. This was sensational. The U.S. has a very young team, and they actually came up with a big victory. This is the biggest U.S. win in many, many years. You know, It's been a big disappointment on the men's soccer side. Unlike the women, this was a great night for them. Meanwhile, the NBA playoffs ended the first round finally today in L.A. with a home team actually winning. Clippers beat Dallas one 26-111 in Game 7. Late third quarter, Clips had a 24-4 run. The road team had won every game in this series at NBA First until this afternoon. Atlanta in its second round opener at the top seed in the East Philadelphia. Atlanta got a win 128-124. Trey Young with 35 points. NHL playoff wins for Vegas, 5-1 over Colorado and Montreal, 5-1 over Winnipeg. The Falcons are trading wide receiver Julio Jones to the Titans. Serena Williams lost in the fourth round at the French Open. Kyle Larkin Carson was the NASCAR winner. And in baseball tonight, Boston in 10 innings beat the Yankees 6-5. Back to you.
5: Alright, thanks a lot to Sager. By the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. See, it's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. You know, we always talk about fans and getting more bold and getting crazy, running out to the field, the court, stuff like that. No place for for something like that, uh, especially um in Denver, or, you know, that's where the match is being held, but I don't know what to do about that,
6: Torres. You may have to play in front of no crowds if that's going to continue, you know? I I just don't like this trend of, like, you would think that when the Boston fan got arrested and charged with felony charges... Yes. ...that it would stop people. And, And I'm not Mr. Listen... I will say my I my opinion on the, this topic has evolved. Like it used to be, hey, you're an athlete, deal with it if something wants somebody wants to throw something whatever. Like that that really was because I have friends that that are coaches and like I have a buddy who coached in the SEC and like 15 years ago like it was kind of a source of pride. Like we made these fans so mad they're just throwing stuff at us. Dah, dah, dah. But here's the thing. It's out of control. Somebody's going to get hurt, physically hurt with something thrown. Um and then you're running on the field. It's like I, just a rest Okay, what be- can you say though? Can you curse? Um, can you use bad language? The words I don't really have as much problem with and that's not to say that uh I think that it's right. Uh I think when you're dealing with different countries and different cultures to me it's like I I wish that they would um, you know, kind of hold themselves to the standard that we do, but it's a different country and and so the words I don't have a problem with, but if you want to charge people with crimes for throwing stuff on the field, for putting people's physical health in, in the way, then that part I have no problem with. What do you, what, what, What's
5: acceptable nowadays is the point. Um, what can you say to a player? What can you say to a coach? Steve Kerr said, um, I heard him say this once in an interview. He talks to referees he would never say that to anybody like in human life walking around at a restaurant or, he would never talk like that to anybody like he does to referees he, he, he
6: that, that wouldn't be accepted you <laughs> that, know that is funny i mean yeah. the way you think about it like if if i just walked if i just walked through the studio and saw producer lee and said oh that you really you really F'd that one up boy you really see, yeah. you know like like and got on him about yeah, it yeah yeah like yeah that. and then i but i just walked by it's not it's not like me like doing and the Earl Weaver and getting in his face. It's just walking by, just letting turn him know your that hat he, backwards. Yeah, just letting him know that he sucked, and then he moved up. By the way, <laughs> producer Lee, you're awesome. I'm not saying that, but it is it is kind of funny again what we allow uh, refs to say and uh, or, or our coaches to say to refs and umpires and back and forth, and so whatever. No, it's not going to stop either. You know, there's going to
5: well, be something worse, and you
6: know. I was going to say, I hope they start charging these people with crimes, with trespassing. If you run on the field, it's not funny. You're not original. You're not unique. You're not cool. Stop doing it. Stop ruining the game. Stop interrupting, and stop throwing stuff. What do you What do you say about the chance, though? And it's so many. What are you going to say? Okay, half of you, fifty
5: thousand, get out now. I mean, what are you going to do at that point?
6: I just kind of yeah. said what I. I, I To be clear, I don't disagree with what Desager said. I wish that we lived in a world where everyone kind of held themselves with the same self-respect that most of us do. But the chance—it's you know—it's another country, it's another this. I'm not saying it's okay, but uh, to expect you know 350 plus countries or whatever it is around the world to kind of have the same standard that we do and how how they compose themselves. And I'm not saying Americans are better than other countries, whatever. But I'm just saying the, the words. I don't have as much problem with as much as the physical harm that when you throw a bottle, you throw a. I mean, what was what did DeSager just tell us? Somebody threw a full a, f- a full coke can. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like that's just now that's assault
5: with a deadly weapon. That's you what I'm could, saying. Yeah, you should yeah. go to
6: jail. You hit somebody on the side of the head with it. That could do real damage. Like no, what no are you doubt. doing, man? No doubt. doubt. I'm turning into the old guy on the lawn. I used to be <laughs> young and fun, but fans are just so stupid these days, man. That's Aaron Torres. He's in for Chris Plank
5: tonight. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. When we get back, the Sega's going to go ahead and tell us uh, the final call and deciding penalty kicks between U.S. and Mexico. We'll get to that. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Of course, Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier on a busy Saturday night. Let's go right out to De and get to some of the stuff we missed earlier today. What's going on out there, Sager? Well,
9: as AP put it, and it's a lead for the story from Denver tonight, in American soccer, Christian Pulisic tonight converted a penalty kick in overtime, 114th minute. A backup goalie stopped Mexico's penalty kick attempt in the 124th minute, mm. and the U.S. came back twice tonight. Beat Mexico 3-2 in overtime, overcoming an early defensive blunder. The U.S. after a turnover gave up a goal literally one minute into the game, and wow. still wound up winning. Wow! This was the first ever Nations League final, essentially like the championship of our region of the world. Anything north of South America, you know, Caribbean. North America, Central America. Did
6: they just make this up like as a tournament post-COVID? Yes, because we... Yeah, actually,
9: they did make it up because instead instead you would just be playing what all of Europe did this weekend, just playing meaningless. I won't say meaningless, just playing exhibitions. And the U.S. normally has what's called the Gold Cup every two years in summer and so they wanted to add this Nations League to get more intense games like this and it worked. And this is only the first edition of it. I will say that Fox's Alexi uh, Alexi Lawless not only famous on TV but a former U.S soccer defender yes. in the World Cup, simply tweeted after the game, after all his excitement during the game, tweeted afterwards, the crowd behavior in Denver tonight was a disgrace to our sport and our wow. country. End quote. Wow. Well, you did have the U.S. scoring and taking the lead late in overtime on the penalty kick. And a few minutes later, after video review, they awarded, because of a handball, Mexico had a penalty kick attempt. Guardado approaching the ball. This is how it sounded. CBS Sports Network, remember the U.S., with a backup goalie working there because of an earlier injury. It's Ethan Horvath in there. Guardado from this spot. And he- That's how it sounded in his Denver. Life. And they weren't able to sell all the seats. They could have, but because of some distancing, it wasn't what you would call full like a Broncos game. And it was full of not only garbage by the end of it, but full of noise in this incredible back-and-forth game. So it was an incredible night. And then you wound up with, for example, the pushing and shoving in the final minutes between the players happened near the sidelines, so that means closer to the fans who had already littered the field with garbage.
4: Frustration oh. from Mexico
9: see a Mexican player getting caught in the head there. One cup of something went to the head of a Mexican player standing around as the players were milling around. It was just an awful display in that regard. On the same night of an incredible U.S. comeback victory in overtime against their clear rival for decades in this region of the world. So that's the finish and we'll get to actual World Cup qualifying games starting in September. Keep in mind, because of all the FIFA corruption in awarding these last couple of World Cups, the next world cup is going to be in qatar in the middle east where you know it's 90 to 100 degrees every day and so they've that sounds great yeah exactly they that's they won the uh the fifa vote over the u.s and england for hosting so they have the next world cup instead of next summer they're not going to play it in summer they're going to make all the european soccer leagues stop their leagues for a month. And play the World Cup with the World Cup final just before Christmas, at the end of next year. Wow. (laughs) It's just ludicrous, but there you go. Um, So we're going to have World Cup qualifying with the U.S. against other teams in this region of the world starting in September. As for the NBA playoffs, no James Harden tomorrow night. And that's, shall we say, at least tomorrow night in the second round matchup against Milwaukee. Now, Brooklyn did without him. He got hurt in the first minute of the game. Brooklyn did win game one against the Bucks last night. Hamstring tightness is the problem, though. Remember Harden late in the regular season, missed 20 of 21 games with a hamstring injury. The second round opener with the top seed in the East, Philadelphia started today. And Joel Embiid did play. Despite the knee injury, he had 39 points, and they lost to Atlanta, 128-124. Embarrassing
5: to lose that. I mean, Trey Young went off again, for crying out loud.
9: 35 points for Trey Young, but at the free-throw line, the Hawks were 20 of 21 on free-throws. Meanwhile, Philadelphia has Ben Simmons at the free-throw line. So he was 3 for 10 on supposedly free-throws, and Philadelphia lost by 4 points. Game 2 is Tuesday at Philadelphia. The Clippers, after the Game 7 home win to end the first round, beating Dallas at Clippers open the second round at top-seeded Utah late Tuesday night. The Denver-Phoenix series begins late tomorrow night. And in baseball today at Philadelphia, the netting behind home plate collapsed in the eighth inning tractors then had to hoist it back up again there was a 20 minute delay but they did wind up finishing the game philadelphia won at 12-6 over washington and the arizona diamondbacks struck out 16 times today at milwaukee 16 times in 33 at bats they got shut out two nothing the brewers have won four straight real quick to say i don't mean to cut you off Mm -hmm. but we have history
6: Arizona just won a game Arnie was on air. They, no. just, they just won whatever round this is and then NCAA. First round, now they'll play a best of three
5: against... Uh, Super Regionals uh, next weekend. Yeah, Super Regionals.
6: Congrats, Arnie. NCAA Baseball
5: well, Tournament. We expect that. Chris we Plank, for those
9: who weren't with us earlier, normally co-host on a Sunday night. He was with Oklahoma this weekend with softball. The Softball World Series semifinals are tomorrow. Number one Oklahoma State alive beating James Madison. They'll rematch tomorrow. Florida State plays tomorrow night. Against number three Alabama in a rematch.
5: All right, there you go. Thanks to Sager. Two hours are in the books. The power hours coming up next. You want to get into the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius, one. If you just kind of tuned in, we'll reset about Harden. We'll get more into the NBA playoffs out there. Who's going to replace the coach at
0: Portland? All that coming up here on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Oh, yes. The power hour of the show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Torres in for Chris Plank tonight. You want to be part of the show? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We'll have our picks coming up at 45 past the hour. Just you and us for the rest of the show. By the way, I had a tweet that came in and said, hey. Uh, Nature Boy said, where's our live update from Plank? Is he too cool for the room, I guess? Mm. Yeah, I asked Plank earlier to come out. He goes, if I'm not calling the game, I'm going to bed early. Whoa, he hates you. I'm I'm like, dude, it's 1220 your time. The show's over 1 o'clock your time. What do you mean going to bed early? I'm the one that stays up till 2 o'clock in the morning for crying out loud. Well, he did call softball
6: until like 3 a.m. yesterday in his defense. Oh, don't go to his defense matter of fact here's here's we have some play by play here's chris plank uh
5: doing some oklahoma play by play i think they were tied at 3 when he was uh doing this play by play
4: Here's the 1-0 to Jennings. Line shot, right
8: center field. That ball's going to get to the wall. Here comes Riley Boone rounding second. They're going to send her home. The throw is not in time. The Sooners take the lead on an RBI double by Jennings, who's off to third as the throw gets away from Burnett.
5: He's jumping up and down and giving the fist wave and all that. The
0: Sooners have taken a 4-3 lead.
5: Yeah, he gets uh, he gets into it and and then when he comes on and they lose and I give him grief he just
6: wants to choke me and and that, that's why we're not allowed in the studio together, you know. See, you you really should have shared the video via Twitter because the video is of Plank, I mean, he looks like uh, Britney Spears during her Vegas residency. He's moving so well. But he he kept his calm, cool uh, uh, announcer voice there. But I, I saw the video when you sent it. That man was fired up. Oh, and by the yes. Way, when you follow a team every single game... For, and he's known, I'm sure, many of these girls and coaches for years yes. and years and years. Of course, you're going to be excited. But I didn't know Chris Plank had dance moves like that, man. Well, to, to pull back the curtain a little bit, when Plank and I first started
5: 10 years ago, um, he was working at a local station out there in Oklahoma. And then it was only when I, you know, he started working with me and becoming famous because obviously because of my name. Um, <laughs> sure. Then he went over and got a great time, big time job at the University of Oklahoma. So you know, just to pull back that curtain. All so are
6: you claiming you're the Floyd Mayweather to his Logan Paul? Is that what you're doing? I'm right not, now? not claiming it. The truth is the truth. You know. Wow.
5: I can't can't lie. I can't I'm lie. Surprisingly, Pike step will right be in. the first to tell you that he owes his whole career to me. There's no really? doubt about that.
6: oh yeah. I mean, I have his phone number. I'll text him in the morning. Well, not now. He's busy sleeping now. That's why. Well, he so. deserves it because. So he was calling the Oklahoma game, and then the Oklahoma game ended. And my understanding is he went and called the other game on Westwood One. That's, no, no, no. Yes, he start. He did. He called the. The other Oklahoma game. game was the last game tonight. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. And I Take that
5: back. Oh, yesterday. Okay, I'm sorry. Tonight, though, um, they canceled the James Madison-Oklahoma rematch. That's going to be an elimination game,
6: as well as the Florida State-Alabama game. But you were saying he was calling what now? So, listen, this is yeah. from the athletic director from Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione, who said this was 22 hours ago, so this okay. was about midnight Pacific, which would be what? Uh, 3 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Shout out to our softball play-by-play man, Chris Plank. One of the hardest working people show showbiz. He's doing the Westwood One sports broadcast of the NCA softball game right now. After doing two OU softball games wow. today, yeah. So he, was so he on did West the West Florida State Oklahoma State game there. That last started night. Yeah. at midnight wow. local time.
5: He's pretty good. I got to give. The, he is pretty good uh, at the play by play. There's no doubt. I mean, talk show host. That's a whole other story. But he's uh, he's
6: a very good play by play. I was gonna guy, say. You know, you know it, I will say sometimes you you learn. Um, from the people that you work with, and he learned basically how to do everything opposite of you, and it's been really successful, so
5: (laughs) that's really good. Oh, I hate you. I really do. But uh, yeah, Chris Blank, probably already in bed uh, because he had to stay up a little bit late, but that guy does do everything. He does so many shows. Uh, local, and then of course works for us nationally, and the play-by-play, and he he does like like not only the women's softball, obviously the sideline reporting for the football team. Let me tell you something: when Oklahoma football loses, and I say something about it, he literally wants to like take a bat and hit me over the head. He j- he just oh he hates. Is it abs- only
6: when Oklahoma loses? I feel it's like it's when- probably every <laughs> single week. <laughs> He, He's a Raiders he, fan, too. Sundays must be tough with you. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, you're Dolphin. For 10 years, I've been listening to him cry about the Raiders. Um, not so
5: much Oklahoma football, but the Raiders. 10 years. I've been doing this show with him. And one year after another, after another, this is the year. This is the year.
6: Um, no, it was never the year. You know what I mean? It never came. Raiders, they're due. One of these years. Not really. John Gruden. Remember when John... 10 years... Hundred million dollars? How's that working out so far? It yeah, working out good for Gruden, I think. Working out great for Gruden. <laughs> and he went from the oh, the California tax bracket to no no state income tax in Nevada.
5: Yeah. Yeah, Good for there is, yeah he's keeping extra money there. By the way, enjoy Spotlight Comfort and save big on your water bill with a Nevion tankless water heater. Go tankless with Nevion. You can save hundreds on a new Nevion tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit com. Have you ever done play-by-play or are you just all talk show? You're
6: all talk is what I should say. Uh, my wife would say I'm all talk too. My first job in sports, my first real job, I, have I told you this? I worked, you know the Alaska Summer Baseball League? Yes, I I was up there. I did a show from up there. I did Fairbanks. I did I was the Fairbanks uh, the Alaska Gold Panners which were based out of Fairbanks. Really? I went to
5: the Howling Dog Saloon and did a remote there.
6: I think we've had this conversation, yeah. but I was there play-by-play voice for a summer. I lived in Alaska. It was one of the best summers of my life as a matter of fact. I was watching Gonzaga LSU baseball today and the Gonzaga pitching coach was the pitching coach the year that I was there. He was a young guy like me. Uh, not going to lie, very handsome. He used to get all the girls. He used to make all the guys mad. And you went up there to be play-by-play guy. And I I went up there to be play-by-play. But when I graduated college, I just, I sent out, it was the craziest story. This is a good lesson for young people driving around, don't know what your future holds. When I graduated college, I knew I wanted to work in sports, and I just sent out a million emails. And nobody responded. And a year later... I got an email that said, hey, we, we, we still have your information on file. Is this something that you'd be interested in doing? And I was like, yeah, I would. And I went up to Alaska for a summer. It was one of the best summers wow. of my life. Yep. See, my, my, my first job sucked. I, I, I did the same thing you did. You sent that
5: email. That email is you made calls and no email back then. And I got one reply from the Florida Keys and Marathon to work at a country music station. And it lasted three days before they said, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Did yet. you move all the way down there? Yeah, I drove I had a couple friends that lived um in Boca, so I stayed with them until I moved
6: down to the Keys and then after 3 days I just moved back with them. You so. know what stinks? Yeah. Marathon isn't really the Keys. Like it's just in the middle. I've yes. I've made the drive from <laughs> Miami to Key West and Marathon is just a place. Like it's not for, it's not the, it's not Key West where like Mike Leach lives and Jimmy Mar- B- Wasting Away in Margaritaville. That ain't it. <laughs> Marathon is just a bunch of, from what I remember, Ugh. I've made that drive. It, it's just a bunch of swamp and alligators, and there's one little town in the middle. I will say I will vividly, I'll never forget the day I made that drive. Uh, you it, know what, I, I what I want to tell the story yeah, yeah yeah it was the day that the Marlins traded Josh Beckett to oh, the geez. Red Sox and that's all they talked about on sports talk for like six it's a long drive too it's about four it four is, and a half yes. hours and my my uncle who is the biggest baseball fan I know and I and I love sports or so listen to sports talk and after about two and a half hours he's like I can't listen to Josh Beckett talk anymore. we got to change the channel. <laughs> so maybe we turned on the station that you ended up working at. Uh, you know, my first sports job, um, I was lucky enough to get a network
5: because the guy who was running it was pretty much a drunk and a gambler and he would just take off. Sure. But uh, he gave me my first break and I was on after Bill Matlock and before uh, Pete Rose. So, Wow. Yeah. You were that crazy or what?
6: You were like the Joe Morgan, the lead into Pete Rose. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can always uh, say that. It it, uh, it uh, was unbelievable. Why can't you get him on our shows? You know everybody. I mean, he's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, you. Yeah, I know everybody. I hardly the same nobody knows why me call. That's what I'm saying. You,
5: wow. Trying, been
6: trying to book Steve Kerr. Maybe better luck with Pete
5: Rose. Steve Kerr's gonna call this summer. I, I I'm pretty sure of that. And now have an Afro. Wow. I'm telling you, he can't keep ignoring me. We went to high school and college together. I mean my
2: goodness we're best friends. Se- well, serious question. Gosh, not best friends were this, I've been working for this network and yeah. with you for going on 10 years now. Yeah. still hasn't called in 10 years. I have he's called my show before when I was in other places. That was other places that wasn't here. Can we can we ask a real question? Is there
6: yeah. is there is there is there a restraining order with Steve Carell? <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
6: ser- seriously. I've been hearing a lot about this Steve Kerr. Well, he doesn't call. Well, so. I don't know. First, I say we were
5: best friends, and I go, "Well, maybe we're just good friends." And well, maybe not good friends. Maybe we are just acquaintances. Let's let's go And with then I'm that. like, "Well, I think he does know me. I've had him on my show before for crying out loud. Did you? I was bring better than him in high you school. Guys went to high school together. I beat him in a one-on-one. I beat you? Mean you like I, twenty-one you a water bottle faster I, than anybody? No, else. no. I, I beat him twenty-one to nine. And you know what? I'm making that score up because nobody could prove me wrong. So I dare you. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. Yeah,
6: so back to sports and real things. <laughs> Twenty-one to nine and one-on-one. Yeah, well, I could have made it 21-12 and make him look a little better, I guess. I mean, you could have made it 21-18 since you're just making stuff up. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't call it because I keep saying I beat him in a one-on-one because you so. pathologically
5: lie about him. Yeah, I oh, I am yeah, better than him either. though. In high school, I was better than him. There's no answer, but at that. what? At basketball, that yeah. was better. Sure,
6: sure buddy. You, could, you know, you could
5: say that all you want. Now you're going to go ahead and get me mad. Oh. You could say that all you want. Believe me, that could have been me uh, playing in the NBA, playing with Michael Jordan, getting punched in the face by Michael
6: Jordan. That yeah. should have been me. I mean, we could punch you in the face if you yeah. want to get punched in the face. <laughs> that could be a rage.
2: Bobo would be happy to <laughs> Yeah, I'm Leave. sure Bobo so there would
5: be a long line plank. for that.
2: The you Sager, want, you want to get Lee. in here? Ben Maller for tourists. making him wash all them cars, and you didn't do it. <laughs> Bo, ben uh, Maller, I've been Colin,
6: genius one of you. Clay Travis will come so back to Fox Sports Radio just to punch you. Yeah, you want I to keep did. going?
5: No, I don't. I'm sure there's going to be a long line. By the way, what did you make of uh, Jason Kidd saying, no, 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 I don't uh, think I want to be the head coach of Portland. Um, What kind of scared him off? Is there something going on? Does he just not want to live up there? Or is he saying to himself, why should I take that job? I'm going to be head coach of the Lakers in Two years, one year, three
6: years, or he just didn't want out. You tell me. Very quickly, I have decided that if I can nominate someone to punch you at FS1 or FSR, it's Ephraim. I think yes. Ephraim's my choice. <laughs> the the Super Bowl-winning offensive lineman. I mean, yes. he, he literally would put you into another dimension. But anyway, yeah, Jason Kidd, I mean, you just said it. it, it he thinks he's going to get the Lakers job, and he probably will get the Lakers job. Um, He's one of the highest-paid assistants in the NBA. He's buddies with LeBron. And... I think he thinks that he's gonna get the job. LeBron here's the thing. To quote our our old buddy Chris Carter, somebody's there's gotta be a fall guy. Somebody is going to get blamed for this, and I don't think Frank Vogel will lose his job this year. Right. But if they start like twelve and eight next year and LeBron's not happy, they're gonna to have to blame somebody. Didn't they just win a championship? Or are they not coming off a championship? Did I miss something here or what? It it win a championship if you don't win two in a row, you're out of here. I'm not I'm not following you. Didn't didn't Ty Lue get fired a year and a half after winning a championship? Or he quit. I think he quit because of exhaustion, right? Who was the coach of Cleveland back in the day?
5: What's his name? The one that came from Israel? Or was oh, coaching- David Blatt. He quit David in a Bla- year. He
6: won the championship, though, right? No, that was Ty no, Lue. That was Ty Lue. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He went to the championship, though. He did. He went to the finals and he yeah. quit. And we've had coach of the year George Carl won coach of the year he got fired. Uh, so it's Dwayne Casey's won coach of the year he got fired. So what well, is had- more than coach of the year? You've won your championship um, this year. Of course you get eliminated, but there was a lot of injuries. It's not the coach's fault that the Lakers got eliminated in the first round. As Rob Parker likes to say, the menu in sports has a is a short list. It's wins and losses and. This year, yeah, you won a championship, but you also lost in the first round the following year. And so, look, I don't think he's getting fired this offseason, to, to be abundantly clear. But they lose in the first round. Obviously, AD and LeBron are staying. And if things don't go well next year, they're going to have to blame somebody. And it ain't going to be AD, and it ain't going to be LeBron. Dennis Schroeder might be gone. You're running. Well, out a lot of play. people are going to be gone. There's obviously going to be a little bit of changing there. Yeah. It, it, I th- I believe that the reason that Jason Kidd denied interest in the job is because he believes that the Lakers job will open, I would say, in the next calendar year. You don't think that? Do you think it's, that's more than he,
5: it's more than he has to believe it. They have to, had to have said something to him for him to stay and turn down the Portland job.
6: Yeah, LeBron probably wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, yeah, no, we yeah. we we fully believe in the message that Coach Vogel is right. sending to us. Yeah, right.
5: yeah, but they they had to have had a wink, wink, nod, nod that he's going to be the coach in waiting. Which sometimes you know that doesn't really work out. Um, I want to get to some of the other NBA series. We're going to get to that next. Of course, uh, he's Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm
0: Arnie Spanier. This.
7: Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to
1: podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
5: All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. Torres in for Chris Plank. You want to join the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at sticking Genius One. Aaron, you Arnie. know, we talk about the, oh, look at Chris Paul being hurt. Look at Luka being hurt. Anthony Davis being hurt. LeBron being hurt. We've talked about that endless. Everybody's been talking about those injuries. Um, Donovan Mitchell missing a lot uh, to, to finish out the season how come we're not making a big thing about the Harden injury like we are with all those other guys? Are we just saying, ah, it doesn't make a difference, they'll still win with two, or we're used to it? or Because uh, Anthony Davis is nonstop, street clothes, all that, but yet here's Harden going down. That's one of the big three. Why aren't we making more of a big deal about that?
6: I, it's the gift of having a big three. It really is. Uh, that's the only logical explanation. I mean, and that is why – I, frankly it's why I think these guys all like playing together is that you know hey if something happens or I need a night off or you're KD and you know hey I'm coming back from major major surgery I don't have to go out there and play 82 games or whatever the equivalent was this year and if I miss a, if I miss a week and we go 0 oh, and 3 all it, that's not going to happen and so to me that is why I think it's not a big deal that's why I think a lot of these guys like to play together but it is interesting that it's getting basically zero coverage. And I think part of it was how game one went after he got hurt, where the where the Brooklyn Nets, you wouldn't have even known James Harden, was on the team the way that they dominated uh, the the Bucks last night.
5: You know, if you're going to compare this to the Miami Heat, um, when they had Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh, are the Brooklyn Nets more likable this year, less likable, or indifferent? I would probably say indifferent. They have not caught America's attention like the Miami Heat when the Miami Heat had the big three or anything like that. Or even like, um, you know, when the Bulls had Michael and Scotty or the Lakers had uh, their big three out there or the Celtics. They're not capturing America's hard,
6: uh, hard strings like everybody else did, you know? Well, I find that very interesting because you just said that the NBA is dying for the Brooklyn Nets to be in the NBA Finals. Why is it the NBA, but go ahead, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. What did I yeah. say? I don't know what I said. Well, the fans, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so that— th- I, what, why do you think that is? I, because they, it's Brooklyn. It's New York. It's New York against, if it's the Clippers, it's still New York against L.A. Uh, who no, 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 no. Said, why do you think they haven't caught people's attention?
5: Why they haven't caught people because they're not likable guys? Is that what it has to do with it? I mean, Kyrie's not a likable guy. Um, Harden, obviously, is chasing a ring, and he's not a likable guy. Only one that's somewhat likable is Kevin Durant, and sometimes he could be standoffish, and it could be 50-50 on him, you know?
6: Yeah, it was interesting. I filled in on The Odd Couple on Friday with Rob Parker. Great working with a real professional, by the way. No, okay, I'll stop using that one. But (laughs) we talked about this, the, the Kyrie quote about we're uniting the world. I actually think they're a dividing group. They're uniting everyone in their hate for the Brooklyn Nets. I just don't think any of the three of them is very likable. I actually find it interesting that KD has become kind of quietly the voice of reason. Like he was kind of the loose cannon with the uh, with the with the Golden State Warriors, and now he's kind of the one that keeps everybody in line when Kyrie is saying all sorts of crazy stuff. So, I think it's a combination of two things. One, we've seen the big three. We've seen the player revolution changing teams thing. If you're not a Brooklyn fan, there's no reason to be excited for it. And then I also think you just it, they're not very likable Play their, their, their games are likable. I think Kyrie and KD might be two of the most entertaining players in the league, but they as individuals are not likable, which I think plays a role in that as well.
5: If I told you Harden would not play the rest of the playoffs, who would you pick to win the NBA championship?
6: Oh, see, that's
5: actually a legitimately good question. Because let me tell you something, if he does play, you know he's not going to be 100%. You don't come back from a hamstring, which is why he set out a lot of the end of the year from um, and come back at 100%. You know that, and I know that. But if I told you he didn't play anymore, um, who would
6: be uh, your pick to win the championship? So here's the better question. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But... As you said, a hamstring is not a three-day injury. I mean, this could no, no. he could if they want to be cautious, and assuming, of course, that they keep winning and don't have to rush him back. This could uh, he might not play until what the middle of the next round. I mean, it could be another two weeks, ten days, something like that. So, to answer your question, I do still think I would probably take Brooklyn, right? But I, it would be a lot more wide open without James Harden.
5: But well, you are picking Brooklyn, obviously to. Uh, get by Milwaukee and or Philadelphia um, against Atlanta. By the way, we haven't even talked about that. How disgusting are you, Philadelphia? Um, Atlanta comes in, puts up 128 points, 70-something in the first half. Trey Young, after what he did to the New York Knicks, does the same thing to you, just running up and down the court, getting shots like that.
6: I mean, my goodness, man. Philadelphia should be ashamed of themselves with the way they played. Well, let me flip it around. Yeah. Is it possible that Trey Young is just that awesome? I don't think so.
5: I think he's a I mean, really good player, but let's be honest. I mean, he doesn't have size. He can shoot like crazy. I don't know why. Somebody can't D-up him in his face. What is he, Steph Curry
6: Light? Is that what you're telling me or what? He certainly looks like it to me, man. And here's the thing. I hated Trey Young coming out. And and it, when I watched him in college, and I watched him a ton in college. at Oklahoma. Everyone made such a big deal. And he scored a lot of points, but he took a lot of shots. He was very inefficient. And if you look at the first two years of his NBA career, last season – he averaged way more points, but it was on way more shots. He's taking only—he's uh, taking way fewer total field goal attempts, three fewer field goal attempts per game this year, three fewer three-point attempts per game this year. But he's playing smarter basketball, and so it's easy to say, well, why don't you just rough him up? That was the next game plan, and they had no answer for him. It was Philly's game plan today. And so this is a kid, man, I'm telling you. I think there's a lot of overrated guys in the NBA. Yeah. I went on my Giannis rant last night. I'm sorry, but he's not a superstar. I don't care how many MVPs he has. Trey Young's kind of a freaking superstar, man. He's awesome.
5: By the way, is there a sentimental favorite for the rest of the playoffs? Are people like, oh, I want to see Giannis finally win it, or uh, I want to see Chris Paul get out of the second round and win it. Um, I want to see Utah win it finally. I don't know. You you tell me, is there a is, sentimental favorite
6: out there? Is Chris Paul important enough? I because to I me, don't know, but you always hear
5: that stat, though. You know that.
6: Well, to me, I just think back to two years ago when they were in, com- or three, four years ago, whatever it was, when they were in complete control against Golden State, and he pulls his hamstring. Ironically, we were just talking about hamstrings which. James Harden and they were in position to win that series and the dynasty before it really began with Kevin Durant and he was going to win himself a championship and so I am rooting for him I don't know if there's enough casual fans that know anything about Chris Paul to care about that right so one of the bigger names left in the playoffs if something should happen to the Nets I know that but I don't know like I don't know that just I mean I guess people know Chris Paul but like I'm just trying to think of like Like my mom. Like, does my mom know Chris I don't think so. She knew when LeBron was trying to win his first in Miami, and she knew why KD left Yeah, but she doesn't know
5: Donovan Mitchell in Utah, though, or anything like that. Nobody knows anything going on there.
6: I know. By the way, how about Donovan (laughs) Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? Remember those stories? They'll never be able to play again together because Donovan Mitchell caught COVID. Yeah, well. By by the
5: way, there was a lot of truth to the fact that um, He was mad at Rudy Gobert. I mean, it took a while to get that relationship on the men, but he, I mean, he was very upset about the fact that. Oh,
6: you know this for sure. Well, you don't think he was? That, I mean, that
5: was play, the reporting rumor like out there.
6: They don't play like it. Wouldn't they don't that? play like it. They, they they play like they're good friends and they're yeah, good Yeah, now team. they are, but when it first happened, you don't think there was a little
5: animosity there over what the way he did, especially yeah, the know. way Rudy Gobert clowned around about it? I think it was just
6: one of those fake media. Really? Yeah.
5: Uh, Nature Boy says Trey Young is now the most interesting NBA player to watch in the playoffs. See, I agree with that. And, and I'm they telling may, you, be, may be maybe right about
6: him and Kyrie, I guess. I'm telling you, I was Mr. Ant. I, you know, Trey Young's dad used to beef with me on Twitter because I re- I was the only one in the college basketball media that wouldn't kiss his you know what. And I'm <laughs> like, your kid shoots too much. He's not that good. And now I watch him, and he just has complete flow for the game. He knows when to go, when to drive, when to shoot that 28-foot-3, when to drive and kick it out. I've been so impressed by his evolution, and whoever just said he's the most interesting player left in the playoffs, he's certainly in that very short conversation. He's got that floater. You know what I mean? Yes. He's got
3: that floater. He led the
6: league in floaters. They put out that stat about 47 times during the game today. I didn't know it was that interesting of a stat that it needed to be shared that much.
5: No, I I had no idea either. You want to get in, of course, uh, real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. We'll go through some of the other series. We'll wrap up the fight, and I also want to get to what's going on in Major League Baseball with the pitchers, so we have a lot to get to. First, though, a final time we check in with the Sager to see what's trending, what's going on out there, DeSager. The
9: we do have a lot of details on the Clippers and Hawks wins coming up. There was Falcons news today as they are trading star wide receiver Julio Jones to the Titans for a second rounder. Atlanta also gets a fourth round selection in 2023 while giving a sixth rounder to Tennessee as Well, Jones is owed over $15 million this year. In 10 years with the Falcons, Julio Jones averaged 85 receptions per season and nearly 1,300 yards per year. And then there was the excitement at the Denver Broncos Stadium tonight, guys. I'm tempted to say it's more excitement that has been seen in recent years at the Denver Broncos Stadium. They haven't exactly had Super Bowl teams. T-ball mania, baby. Uh, Yeah, maybe since Super Bowl 50, this was the most excitement at that place. But U.S. Men's Soccer beat rival Mexico in overtime, three this evening. In the final of the new Nations League tournament, U.S. star Christian Pulisic was awarded a penalty kick in the OT and converted late in the overtime after video review. Mexico was awarded a penalty kick and it was stopped by the backup goalie. Franz
5: Beckenbauer? <laughs> no. no. The no.
9: backup goalie, a Denver area native that the U.S. was using because the starter got injured in about the 70th minute. So kudos to backup Ethan Horvat, the man of the match, I wow. suppose. And now what's coming up for U.S. Soccer is the Summer Gold Cup Tournament in July, which Fox has the rights to. Again, a lot of games on FS1, FS2. What we don't know yet is if starters are going to be sent by their respective teams since World Cup qualifying starts already in September. We do know that the new Raiders Stadium is going to host the Gold Cup Final August 1st. So let's see if we have Mexico's fans after their yet again woeful display tonight and the Raiders Stadium and a weekend in Vegas August 1st. Wow. Yeah, well, that's a be new... Be careful. It, that stadium may not be new after that weekend. Yeah, be careful. At that. Jeez. The Clippers ended the NBA's first round of the playoffs with a Game 7 win, eliminating Dallas, 126-111. Kawhi Leonard, 28 points. Marcus Morris had 23 points. From three-point range, he was 7 of 9. And the Clippers on free throws were perfect 24 for 24 they had a 24 to 4 run late in the third quarter that helped decide things so a home team actually wins for the first time in the seven game series that was a first in the NBA's history Luka Doncic 46 points 14 assists Tim Hardaway Jr. in the loss from three-point range was one for nine. So the Mavs still haven't won a playoff series in a decade since their 2011 NBA title, and they've lost to the Clippers back-to-back years in the first round. Clips open the second round at top-seeded Utah late Tuesday night. The Denver Phoenix series begins late tomorrow night. You mentioned the James Harden hamstring tightness. He's certainly yes. not playing tomorrow night against Milwaukee. There was a second round opener at top seed in the East Philadelphia today, and Atlanta won it 128-124. Trae Young 35 points, 10 assists. Atlanta from three-point range was 20 for 47 in the 48-minute game. And the Hawks on free throws, 20 of 21 and they won a close game. Joel Embiid did play despite the knee injury, 39 points. Game two in Philadelphia Tuesday. This was a blowout for most of the day. The Hawks led by 26 early in the second quarter. It was 53-27, to 27, and it wound up a game at the end. Philadelphia shot 55% from the floor, but committed 19 turnovers and lost. And Atlanta did not have DeAndre Hunter, who averaged 15 points per game. He did not play due to a sore knee. So the Hawks' record since changing coaches March 1st, 33-12. and 12. Wow. Very impressive. In the NHL playoff second round, Vegas is tied two games apiece in its series after whipping Colorado 5-1. to one. Game 5 in Colorado on Tuesday. And the winner of this series will play the remaining Canadian team in the semifinals. And Artie, we've talked about this the last couple of weekends. It's finally official today. Canada approved a border exemption for playoff travel. NHL teams can now travel back and forth across the border starting next round. Visiting teams will have to be under enhanced protocols. Yeah, but are they going
5: to do 2-3-2 two, two, or they're not going to do 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one to cut down on travel? Right? Oh, I don't know
9: about that. It's yeah. it's what they're saying is the border is not the impediment. So whatever right, format right. you had, as long as you used a private jet only to get in and have daily COVID testing once you're in Canada. and Who you are can't, they playing?
5: Go, Colorado? Is you can't
9: what? go out. in the, It's whoever wins the colorado series plays whoever wins the montreal series gotcha and montreal's up three games to none and tomorrow night will host game four against winnipeg uh 5-1 montreal won tonight's game patrick cantley won golf's memorial in a playoff he earns over 1.6 million dollars with the victory the guy who finished second colin morikawa gets about a million dollars kyle larson was the nascar winner on the road course at sonoma fs1 will carry one more race next sunday night the all-star race And then that's it for Fox's half of the schedule for the NASCAR season. Serena Williams is out at the French Open. Lost a fourth-round match against... The dreaded Elena Rabakina, who represents Kazakhstan, 6'3, 7-5. And Roger Federer withdrew, coming off a couple knee surgeries, and more than a year of rehab work as well. The Sunday night ball game went to the Red Sox in 10 innings, 6'5 over the Yankees. And we're not going to finish before talking about the number five ranked ball team in the country, the Arizona Arr! Wildcats, Arr! who won their Tucson regional 5 2 tonight over UC Santa Barbara. Number two ranked Texas won easily. Notre Dame advanced easily. Next weekend it'll face the the winner of tomorrow's Mississippi State game. Arizona I looked it up, Arnie, will be facing the winner of the old Miss game that's coming up tomorrow. Oh uh, now the Southern Miss eliminated Florida State. Seminoles baseball has the longest consecutive appearance streak in the NCAAs. This was their 43rd straight appearance, but they're out already. Florida State softball is still alive, playing tomorrow night in a semifinal of the Softball World Series. Did, did you reference that the UConn Huskies, just a brutal, um,
6: a historic loss to Central Michigan today? They'll be talking about it for years. I mean, wow. it was one of those games that, you know, they say no one deserves to lose. <laughs> it was it was like that, I think. I kind of but someone deserved to lose. But, yeah, UConn probably <laughs> It losing. was
9: closer than yesterday's game for UConn. Put it that oh, way. Yes.
6: But how about University of Fairfield? They knocked out uh, Fairfield. Fairfield knocked out ASU ASU today. Yeah, those sundowns. I See, was I'm, watching I'm, part of that game, I'm too. I'm
9: doing your dirty work for you, Arnie. Wow. <laughs> but then they
6: lost to Texas and got eliminated, too. So. For
9: those who didn't hear, the UConn baseball team lost, what, 20-2 to to Notre Dame? 26-3, to
6: I believe. Oh, I guess.
9: underestimated. 26-3. But then Notre Dame beat Central Michigan, so maybe they're just the best team in the tournament. We don't know Oh, yet. yeah. Notre Dame advanced very easily. Uh, By the way, only three Major League Baseball games tomorrow. Back to you. All right.
5: Thanks a lot to Sager. Appreciate that. Of course, Aaron Torres in for Chris Pike. I'm Arnie Spanier. Jump on in. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one since we were just talking about baseball. You see what Major League Baseball is going to do? They're going to inspect, search pitchers eight to ten times a game to find out if they're using any substances uh, that they're putting on the baseball. Eight to ten times. That's like once an inning. Is that much cheating going on from pitchers in Major League Baseball and we're just not catching them? I, am I missing something here? I, I know we caught four in the minor leagues and they all were on suspension, but how many of the Major League guys
6: are doing something like this, you know? Let's take it a step further. I mean, most of these Major League pitchers don't pitch more than four or five innings anymore. So, right. So right. are we talking multiple times an inning every time they go out to the mound? I guess Major League Baseball wants to get rid of it. Um to uh, what I love to say that I'm super passionate about this, and it's it, it needs to be eradicated from the game. No, but I it makes it makes you wonder why they're searching eight to ten times right. a game. That's,
5: um, I, I guess that that goes for the, te- the for the whole team. So you want to search everybody
6: that's coming in or out. But it, it goes to show you there must be a lot of cheating going on. You know, I was going to say, isn't it like Major League Baseball to be super slow to, um, super slow to. Uh, situation and then over completely overreact to it like it's like steroids right i mean they just bury their head in the sand bury their head and i know that was probably more extreme but uh you know bury their head bury their head bury their head and then all of a sudden next thing you know uh they're overreacting and going crazy and all that kind of stuff you know
5: Also, we were talking about the fight earlier today uh, between Logan, Paul, Floyd, Mayweather. I think a lot of people were disappointed. There were no shenanigans. uh, There was no knockdowns. uh, There was no knockouts. uh, And um, it seemed to be kind of go as normal. It looked like a regular boxing match. Uh, If you didn't know any better, you thought there were just two boxers and... um, one of them won, though there there was no uh, judges at the end of this. I would have loved to have a judge. I think Mayweather would have won it on points or anything like that, at least based on the stats. But uh, don't think that this is going to go anywhere, uh, go away anytime soon. There's uh, there's going to be a lot more of this, especially with the money that's at stake there, Torres.
6: Yeah, we talked. We talked about this earlier in the show. People can definitely go back and listen to the podcast. But I'm 100 percent with you, man. Is like you, if you basically see what Floyd Mayweather made tonight to fight an exhibition, where as you said, first of all, I just saw a great tweet from uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. He goes, yeah. "Just your classic 50 and 0 versus 0 and 1 heavyweight, you know, championship <laughs> fight," and it's like, I mean, think about it. Floyd Mayweather has stepped in the ring against some of the toughest competition in the history of boxing, and he made more money fighting Conor McGregor and a YouTube guy in the last two years or three years than yeah. he made in all those other fights. So why why wouldn't it be the thing of the future, if that makes sense? Oh,
5: and and again, I want to see how much he's... You said he got $20 million guaranteed. How much is he going to make off the, uh, the purse, or how much is he going to make off the... Um subscriptions. I have no idea if that's another 20 million, uh, forty-fifty million, not too shabby, you know?
6: My goodness. Not too shabby and no reason not to do it again. And this was we talked about it, we it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke, but it was kind of serious, is he can step into the ring and make ten or fifteen million fighting Errol Spence or or Bud Crawford. Or he can make a hundred million fighting Jake Paul next, and so there's no reason for Floyd Mayweather to continue uh, to fight, uh, you know, to fight real boxers when he's making more money doing what he's doing now. By the way, Mark says Ben Mauer will be as usual insufferable
5: self-proclaiming a championship for the Clippers who barely made it out of round 1 and will disgustingly mock Harden and Anthony Davis's injuries as he really should be duct tape. So, um yeah, I'm sure that's going to be coming a lot out of Ben Mauer. No doubt about that. We'll come on back, we'll finish out the show, we'll give you our predictions for the week. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh my goodness, what a quick show tonight. Once lucky again, you. Torres yeah. sitting in for Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. You could jump on in still, Aaron. Underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius. One just flew on by today. Did it not, Torres, or what?
6: It did fly by. I mean, lucky you. You you know you get to work with a great professional like Chris Plank, and I get to work. You get to work with a great professional like me. I'm just such a lucky guy, for crying
8: out loud. You are loud. very
6: lucky. I don't know how I got so lucky.
8: Give us a little
5: music. Oh, sorry. Give us a guy. You're wasting too much time. We don't have much time. Your give terrible us a little music. Picks? Put us in the mood. Let's get to our picks. Let's start at the top. Let's get to the NBA. Let's get to the games tomorrow. The Nets are playing the Bucks. We know that James Harden isn't going to play game two. I don't think he's going to play in the series, especially if the Nets get the victory here. I think they do. The big three turns into the big two. Giannis will score as usual 34 points go like 6 of 10 from the free throw line, miss a couple of crucial ones. Nets get the victory, go up 2
6: nothing, which means they'll win the series, and James Harden won't play at all in this series. I like how I have officially brought you over to the Giannis is entirely overrated bandwagon. Um, I coined a term last night after the game one loss. It's called SOB. I'm not talking about Arnie Spanier. Wow. I'm talking about same old Bucks. Wow. Every year they try to say, oh, this is the year they added Drew Holiday, Chris Mill- They stink, okay? They're about the fourth to eighth best team every year. They're not a contender, and they're not a contender this year. Brooklyn rolls, they'll have the two best players on the court, and they win in five. The entire series. The Nuggets taking on the Suns tomorrow. That's going to be game
5: one. I mean, if there's a sentimental favorite, I guess you could maybe say Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. I lived a lot of years out in the Valley of the Sun. I'd kind of like to see the Suns kind of pull this off. I think they're a the better team than the Nuggets. They're a the 4 and a half point favorite. It's going to be a high-scoring
6: affair. I like the Suns in game one, and I like the Suns to win this series. I'm with you on both accounts. I just look at it from the perspective that, Jokic, very talented there's no doubt about it but eventually you're going to run out of steam with no Jamal Murray with some other injuries Michael Porter jr. was awesome last series I don't think it's enough though Suns win game one convincingly and they win the series as well. Let's get to the games that are going to be on Tuesday the Hawks game two against Philadelphia. Um, Man, Hawks
5: were just fantastic in game one. I expect Philadelphia to bounce back in even the series at one game apiece. It's a must-win situation because if they get down 0-2, forget about it. This series is O-V-E-R, and the Hawks will go on to win. I think Philadelphia bounces back. doesn't mean that the Hawks won't win this. It will go seven probably in this one. I'll stick with Philadelphia, but
6: Philadelphia has to win game number two. I hate how much I'm agreeing with you. I'm with you. The, the 76ers sleptwalk, sleepwalked, whatever you want to say, through about the first two and a half quarters of that game today. They come out more focused. They're not down by 20 at halftime. They don't give up 76 points in the first half. They end up winning the game. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the series yet, but Philly takes game two at home. Clippers
5: and Jazz. Of course, the Clippers had the... Big comeback. They win that first-round series. Now they'll go to Utah. They'll start that best-of-seven series against uh, the Jazz on Tuesday. I think the Clippers are the better team. I'm not trusting the Jazz. I think
6: this is going to be a good seven-game series, but I got to go with the Clippers in this one. That means they'll have to win game seven on the road. So, So Clippers fans should be happy because I picked against them in game six on the Odd Couple, and I picked against them in game seven last night on our show. I am picking against them as well in game one. I actually like Utah and I, and I think that Utah with the rim protection of Rudy Gobert I do think it creates some problems for the Clippers. I am not sold that they're over the hump yet that they have turned the corner and they are uh, they're, they're 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 forming into that championship team that we expected them to be like them Don't love them. Jazz take game one, and I do ultimately believe the Jazz will take that series.
5: Congratulations to the Titan fans for getting Julio Jones, which means um, you'll be playing in the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs or maybe my Miami Dolphins, but that's for another argument. Uh, The Titans will go to the Super Bowl their first year and may even win it now that they've got Julio Jones. What are you thinking
6: about that, big boy? I think that's a terrible take. But wow. I, I do think they win the division because the division is terrible. It is terrible. But I don't like them more than the Chiefs. I still don't like them more than the Bills. I'm sorry. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. Prove me wrong, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, if you're driving around listening, as soon as we're off the phone with Steve Curry. Say Ryan Tannehill that won the division last year. Was it not or what? Yeah. Now who you, ca- that doesn't count. It's not okay, a real division. The okay, SEC well. is tougher to win than the AFC wow. South. No, whatever the heck it is. South. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just
5: saying my last pick my Arizona Wildcats win the College World Series. Um, but they still have to play in the Super Regionals
6: first. My UConn, oh, sorry, never mind. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Basketball season's coming soon, (laughs) though. All
5: right, uh, I got to thank the crew. Thanks to Bobo, our technical director, Lee, uh, of course, our producer. Thanks to Sager with the updates. Thanks to Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. Um, Plank and uh, Torres might have to sit in for me next week. We'll see what happens there. Um, Ben Baller coming up next. Stick around for him here, Fox
0: Sports Radio.